the voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Coldwater Cardinal football is on the air. Coughing, dropping back to pass. He's being pursued. Screenplay set up quite nicely. Touchdown. Totally wide open. Touchdown, Jackson Riley. All right, Cardinal Jackson Riley from three yards out. Make the handoff. It's going to be run up the middle by Coughing to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. He's got it. Touchdown, Coldwater. He beat the uh, line and then uh, was him against the linebackers and he used his speed. Brought to you by these members of the WTVB Sports Boosters Club. Branch County Abstract and Title, CNO Insurance Services, Case Realty Group, Cole Ford, El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, Askwood PC, Alet Trailers and Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers, Integrity Apparel Screen Printing and Embroidery, Jay Wright Financial Advisor with Edward Jones, Jungle Pets, McDonald's of Branch County, Midwestern Realty Group, Nottawa Gas and Wild Bird Center, Surpro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties, and Union Pallet and Container Company. Offing to Riley, bounces off the line and gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Coldwater. I am over 100 years old. I am red and white. I have known thousands of young men and women like you. I am loyalty. I am the reason your hearts beat a little faster when the band strikes up my song. I am the reason a lump comes to your throat when the team takes the field, court, or diamond. I am the ringing of victory bell. I am pep assemblies. I am the sixth man in winter, the twelfth man in the fall, the tenth man in the spring. I walk the halls of Coldwater High. I have seen the good times and the bad. I was there in 1930. I was there in 1949. I was there in 1973. I was there in 1976. I have seen my sons and daughters go to great universities, to work, to war. I remember the greatest names and least of my flocks of loyal cardinals. I have won. I have lost, but I have never been ashamed. I have stood with the Giants in the past. I stand with you today. I am yours. You're mine. I am the Cardinal Spirit. The recitation of the poem Loyalty by the late John Keesler kicking off yet another year of coverage of high school football here on AM 1590 and FM 95.5 WTVB. I'm Sean Watson. To my left is Coach Mike Murphy. And no better way to kick off uh, this particular season than to have the Coldwater Cardinals host their longtime arch rival, the Sturgis Trojans. Well, it is just uh, the renewal of a great rivalry tonight, Sean, no doubt. 98th meeting between these two teams, and only one victory separates them over those years. And and uh, it's just so good to see this this opener for us tonight. Before we go to our first commercial break, I uh, thought it would be appropriate to touch base on a loss here in our extended uh, high school sports broadcast family. Uh, the wife of our other colleague, Quinn Berry, sadly uh, passing on last weekend. Yes, Sean. Uh, our condolences go out to the family of Quinn, longtime friend, of course, uh, uh, cohort of ours here on WTVB. And uh, he and Gwen had been together for 49 years, and uh, today's celebration of life was, was really 
uh, just full of stories and memories, and uh, it was just uh, very uplifting. And so we're thinking of you, Quinn, and, and the family, and uh, all, all the best to you in these coming uh, days and weeks. We will take this two-minute break and get you set up for tonight's showdown between Coldwater and Sturgis. As Murph said, the 98th meeting between these two longtime rivals. Sturgis with 48 wins, Coldwater with 47, and two ties. We're back in two minutes as you are listening to Coldwater Cardinal Football on WTVB. So you call your virtual insurance company to ask a simple question about your policy, but now you're on hold listening to this music while you wait and... Wait. Auto Owners works with local independent agents who tailor coverage to meet your needs and pick up the phone when you call because you shouldn't be on hold so long that you memorize the music. That's simple human sense. The no problem people. Your local auto owners agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lyons, and Melanie Pitch at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. With so much financial uncertainty, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Tracy Kelly. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, let's work together to help ensure you're prepared for the future. After all, retirement isn't the end of the road, it's a new beginning. Call us at 278-8468. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Friday nights at the game can feel like a heat wave or winter's worst, so be prepared either way. Hi, I'm Al Rackesey with Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery. We carry logo t-shirts and shorts for the warm nights and insulated scarves, hats, and coats for the cold nights. We're a one-stop shop for school spirit wear, promotional items, and banners. Call Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery at 278-8101 or stop in at 52 West Chicago Street in downtown Coldwater. Are you dreaming of lakeside living in beautiful Coldwater, Michigan? Look no further than Case Realty Group, your number one lake sales team and lake specialist. Whether you're buying or selling, trust the experts who know the ins and outs of lakefront properties. I'm Carmen Case, and with Case Realty Group, you'll receive top-notch service, unmatched market knowledge, and a seamless experience. Dive into your dream home today. Call Case Realty Group or visit us online at caserealtygroup.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Larson Stadium at Cardinal Field on the campus of Coldwater High School. Sean Watson and Mike Murphy, Mike's side. Ken Delaney is our producer engineer tonight. Uh, he's going to turn right around and take his uh, varsity boys soccer team to DeWitt tomorrow. So busy times uh, to kick off the first week of school here, Murph. Absolutely. Uh, boy, the weather, of course, playing a big factor and and so uh, I know we have tennis with a home match tomorrow to get the season underway. So lots of lots of sports in store for us uh, this coming week. So we're about uh, 23 minutes or so away from the kickoff of the 98th edition of the Coldwater Sturgis football game. Let's first talk about uh, the Cardinals. Not the type of season that Jeff Scorfar would have wanted to have with a young team last year. They finished 1-8 and eight overall. They finished in 7th place in the Interstate 8 at 1-6. and six. They averaged 12.6 points per game, scored, allowing nearly 35 points per game. Their lone victory, appropriately enough, came on homecoming night against Penfield, 42-27. They almost picked up their second win of the season on the 
last night of the campaign back on October 21st. And they actually had a playoff-bound team, Harma Western, on the ropes for a good chunk of that. They did, Sean. And, uh, you know, Court Scorefar uh, points to that game that things finally started to click for his group that they've been working on and, and drilling on all season long. And, and, of course, a lot of those kids are back this year and, and hopes that they can carry that kind of momentum, work over the summer in the weight room uh, into a more successful season this year. Chief among that group is Interstate 8 All-Conference quarterback Zach Coffing. Uh, he uh, led the team in rushing. 134 carries, 518 yards, five touchdowns. He led the defense with 38 tackles. And in his quarterback position, he was uh, 62 of 134 for 697 yards, four touchdowns, and six interceptions. Another returning uh, player from last year, Jackson Riley, who was called up midway through uh, the season from the JVs, uh, had uh, 4.8 yards per carry in just those uh, four games on varsity. Jack Rudin, uh, Interstate 8, honorable mention linebacker. Uh, he had 24 carries, and uh, he also rushed for 76 yards on 12 carries. Tyson Roby, uh, running back linebacker. He was second on the team with 31 tackles, including three and a half tackles for a loss. Uh, looking at some of the losses, uh, both of Zach Coffing's favorite targets, uh, Hunter Munson, 21 catches for 301 yards and two touchdowns. Tight end Dante Work, 245 yards receiving on 23 catches and eight touchdowns. Uh, an honorable mention, a defensive lineman in Garrett Johns, who finished with 22 tackles and on and on and on. You take a look uh, up and down, it's a good mix of uh, the guys that are coming back and uh, uh, a youth movement, including a couple sophomores, Jackson Riley being one of them, and a couple of freshmen, Drayson Foster and Dayton Ennis. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that actually both middle school teams of a year ago, 7th and 8th grade, were really impressive. I believe they both had just one loss. Um, Coach Scorfire and the staff thinks that's the next big uh, group coming through that should really uh, boost the program that are now freshmen and eighth graders. So we'll, we'll see some of that tonight. Um, Zach Coffing, you mentioned, Sean, he's just a gamer. Uh, uh, boy, he was so valuable last year on both sides of the ball. And we've got some other good, good veterans, some of the linemen, uh, Drake Thornton, some of the, uh, the guys that got a lot of valuable experience last year. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that develops in our opener. Now over on the other side of the field, we've got the Sturgis Trojans who finished 5-5 five and five last year. Uh, they were literally the last team in in the Division Three playoffs, finishing 5-4 and four in the regular season, but they were quickly dispatched on the road by a powerhouse Mason team. Uh, 49 to 21. Interesting for last year's team, uh, the Trojans won all their home games, but uh, they were 0 and 5 on the road. They were, and you know that's been a focus of theirs uh, uh, since last season to uh, to put that behind them. And uh, Coach Chance Stewart is really excited about this group. Uh, they've got 19 seniors that have many of them been three-year starters. So. Uh, uh, it's a team that they feel really good about coming into this season and uh, going to give the Cardinals 
all they can handle tonight for sure. Tanner Patrick is the uh, returning senior quarterback. You've got uh, tight ends Gibson Carey and Cal Lamb. Uh, wide receiver Rayshon Ote. Uh, offensive lineman Matthew Wickey, Brendan Myers, Logan Markey uh, on defense. Uh, 13 returning starters, but uh, one of the guys that they will definitely miss, a huge running back. We actually saw him on the basketball court last year in uh, Jacob Thompson. He was the two-time Wolverine Conference Player of the Year and won MLive Kalamazoo Gazette Player of the Year honors with 1,922 yards on 216 carries and 10 touchdowns. All-purpose yards, he was over 2,000, and now he's playing for your collegiate alma mater, which is no longer Olivet College, but the University of Olivet. <laughs> it does. It's going to take a little getting used to that uh, new moniker. But, yeah, he was a workhorse those last two years. And Coach Stewart says, yeah, we're just going to have to replace him with numbers. You know, we're going we're gonna to have a committee there that – can hopefully get the job done and, and lean on, I believe they have three 300-pound linemen that uh, mix between offense and defense. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're excited about this possibility. So we'll see how it plays out here shortly. So we mentioned the uh, overall series record, 48 wins for Sturgis, 47 for Coldwater, two ties. Uh, let's focus on uh, the five games that Chan Stewart was directly involved with. Uh, four of them as a player back in the early 2010s. In fact, his freshman year as the starting quarterback, Sturgis beat Coldwater 41-14. to The next year, 14-0, that was 2011. In 2012, 42 to 22, but in 2013, the last year of the rivalry before Sturgis left for the Wolverine Conference and Coldwater left to become a founding member of the Interstate 8, they had uh, Chan Stewart's number, the Cardinals did, and uh, beat the Trojans 34 to 14 to uh, keep the silver football trophy here at Coldwater for what wound up being the next uh, decade. Now, they did play each other uh, three years ago, but uh, the trophy was not up for grabs because it was part of the expanded COVID year uh, football playoffs uh, where there was an extra round and basically everybody got in. Final score of the uh, 2020 uh, Division Three district opener, 40 to 14 Cardinals. Yes, and uh, that that one uh, was a great victory for the Cardinals. Um, uh, just an amazing rivalry, Sean. And of course, a lot of people, kind of in that have been Cardinal fans for a while, always remember the Sturgis game being the final game of the season, and even before, you know, the play, expanded playoffs when it used to just be the uh, in the early years a few teams. That was often in snow or cold, and uh, boy, it was just. It, you just knew the last game was going to be Sturgis, and it was going to be a battle one way or another. The way Coach Jeff Scorfar explained it to me uh, before we recorded the pregame interview that's going to be coming up, the Wolverine Conference and the Interstate 8 have uh, aligned their non-conference games to be Week 1 and Week 2, so the possibility of an annual meeting between Coldwater and Sturgis going forward, looking pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, uh, who knows with the conference realignments and what's happening, high school mimicking uh, what we see in college, they may end up at, uh, back in the same conference at some some point. Uh, you know, who knows uh, about what the future holds. 
Uh, we going to check back on you in about another year and see if that comes to fruition? <laughs> There's a lot of talk. Uh, and whether it's just talk, uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, right now, the uh, captains are holding the coin toss. We see Zach Coffing, Tyson Roby, and Jack Ruby, the Jack Rudin, rather, uh, the captains for the Cardinals. And uh, what was the uh, end result? Did you catch that, Murph? Coldwater kicking off. Okay. So it uh, sounds like Coldwater won the toss and deferred. So uh, we have that look to look forward to in another 14 minutes or so. Right now, let's take this two-minute break and be back with pregame thoughts of Coldwater head coach Jeff Scorfar. You're listening to Coldwater Cardinal Football on WTVB. Nottawa Gas is more than just your local family-owned propane supplier. For over 20 years, they've been a part of your life. Right now, pay just $1.64 a gallon with Nottawa Gas on your next fill-up. With their remote tank monitoring system, you'll never have to worry about running out of gas or manage your monthly payments with their budget plan. Nottawa Gas offers convenient payment options too, including automatic payments and safe, secure online bill pay. Nottawa Gas, just east of Nottawa on M66, south of Tecantra and Old 27 or online at Nottawa It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Hass Kaywood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Hass Kaywood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. When the relief valve on your water heater fails, pouring gallons of water into your finished basement, or an electrical shortage in your office causes extensive smoke and water damage, or that musty odor indicates you might have a mold problem. You need a lot more than just help cleaning up. That's why ServPro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties is your one-stop shop when disaster strikes. Not only do they have the equipment and expertise to clean up damage from fire, water, or mold, but they also offer a variety of construction services, which means there's just one call to make to bring your home or business back as good as new as soon as possible. So no matter what happens, ServPro is always there to help. Call ServPro a branch in South Calhoun Counties today at 517-278-5261. That's 517-278-5261 to see how they can help you get back to like it never even happened. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Kickoff between the Coldwater Cardinals and Sturgis Trojans coming up at the top of the hour. Right now, we're checking in with Coldwater head football coach Jeff Scorfar. As we talked about earlier today on the coach's corner, the scrimmage the Cardinals participated in was last week. Uh, the team went up to watch Seago. And just to quickly summarize how you thought it went. Um, I thought it went really well. Um, like I said before, you know, we struggled in one scrimmage. Um but then we came back in the scrimmage after that and regrouped and, and played really well. And so, you know, that's what I was looking for out of the kids. Um, you know, Sean, we don't go to a scrimmage to win. We go to get a lot of experience and let a lot of kids play to see what they can do. Um, you know, and so that's one of the, the our we've always we've just always done that since I've been here. Um, you know, and I thought the kids did really well. And, you know, we're hoping to, you know, make progression this week. Uh, and we'll see whether or not we do when we step on the field tonight. Looking up and down your roster, uh, 
compared to last year, you do have a bit of experience coming back. Yes, we do. Um, you know, and even though we got uh, quite a bit of experience back, we're still kind of young, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, I got a, a, quite a few of my linemen back, and I've got my backs back. Um, you know, we lost a couple. We had lost a couple of kids that you know it's kind of hard to replace. But uh, I really like the way that they're progressing in practice, and uh, I can't wait to see them play on Friday. Among the kids coming back, uh, quarterback Zach Coffing, who was all-conference last season. Yes. You know, um, you know, he had a good summer. Uh, he had a really good scrimmage. I mean, he really uh, showed what he could do. He's, he's a gamer, um, you know, no question about it. And we're expecting a lot of leadership out of him, um, you know, and he's, he's come – he's just progressed nicely. And he's got some good – good kids around him, so it should be interesting. Now, you also have a couple of freshmen up on the varsity roster. I might have asked this question a few years ago. uh, As the coaches evaluate the uh, talent pools and who goes out for football in any given year, uh, what is the determining factor to uh, bring a freshman up on varsity? That's a great question. Um, You know, they've got to have, you know, the skill level. They've got to have poise you know, and, and maturity. And these two have all of that. There's no question about it. Um, you know, they're still, they're still freshmen. They're still adapting to the speed of the game, the physicalness of it. Um, but they're going to get quite a bit of playing time. There's no question about it. Tonight's opponent, the Sturgis Trojans, coming off a 5-5 five and five season last year. I believe they were the last team in the uh, Division Three playoffs last year. Uh, they won all of their home games. They lost all of their road games. Uh, we mentioned during Coach's Corner, first regular season matchup in a decade, but the Cardinals did face them back in the COVID playoffs of uh, 2020, and that was Chance Stewart's first year as the uh, head coach. Yes. Um, you know, it's been a while. You know, we did get to see them then, but their team has changed. Our team has completely changed. Um you know, hopefully we can keep that streak where they don't win any away games going this Friday. But they've got a lot of returners off of last year's team. They're, I think their whole offensive line is back. Um, I went and watched them play. And, you know, you know, unfortunately for them, they got matched up with Mason right out of the bat. And they were, Mason was probably the number two team in the state. Um, you know, and, and they, I mean, that, that was an impressive Mason team last year. And, you know, Sturgis held their own for a while, but it's just one of those when you're just overmatched, um, you know, you come up on the short end of the stick sometimes. Jeff Scorfar, head coach of the Coldwater Cardinals, best of luck tonight. Thanks, Sean. We're back with more after this as you are listening to Coldwater Cardinal Football on WTVB. 55 years is a lot to celebrate, and we want to celebrate with you. It's Culey's Jewelry's 55th anniversary celebration, August 21st through the 26th. Stop in and sign up to win great prizes all week. Come see our beautiful selection of in-stock engagement rings starting at only $3.99. We have a huge selection of new fall merchandise, like designer jewelry from Anya Hay. With specials throughout the store, it's a great time to lay away for Christmas. Ear piercing daily. Come celebrate with us. Culey's Jewelry and so much more. Downtown Coldwater since 1968. Recycling your cardboard with Union Pallet and Container Company of Coldwater can deliver real value to your business and the environment. Recycling just one ton of cardboard saves more than 17 trees and eliminates landfill waste. To learn how you can help save the environment by recycling your company's cardboard, 
Call Union Pallet and Container in Coldwater at 279-4888. That's 279-4888. It's your birthday, and El Cerrito wants to say... Happy birthday, Panchita! Happy birthday to you! So come in, enjoy a great meal, and for dessert, they'll serve you up a free dish of fried ice cream. It's no wonder everyone loves dining at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, along with friendly service, authentic Mexican food, and a festive atmosphere. Stop by for your birthday or any day. El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant in downtown Coldwater and in the Kroger Plaza, Hillsdale. Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails. Printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them, so you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. The no problem people, your local auto owner's agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lyons, and Melanie Pish at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Back here at Cardinal Field on the campus of Coldwater High School, Sean Watson and Mike Murphy. Mike's side, we're about five minutes or so away from the kickoff. Game time temperature at kickoff, 79 degrees. We got a bit of a breeze. This is a far cry from what we saw uh, yesterday with the excessive heat warning, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, much more comfortable tonight. Fans enjoying it, and of course the players for sure. Of course, yesterday there were a few games uh, scheduled. Uh, a lot of them had to be rescheduled because of the excessive heat. Some actually had to be rescheduled because of the storms that moved through uh, the state uh, yesterday. But there were a handful of games that were played, uh, one of interest to fans of the Interstate 8. Parma Western played at Dearborn Divine Child and beat Divine Child 21-7 last night. So. Uh, I'd say Western among the early contenders for the Interstate 8 title. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I saw Coach saying Western and Hastings, of course, their last couple of seasons have been really impressive. And and I think everybody feels like they have a shot, too. Now the Lumen Christie's not in the league. So, yeah, it's it should be. Marshall wants to, wants to say they're going to be up there. and So, yeah, it's going to be more interesting, I think, this year, Sean, in the uh, I-8. Particularly with the Titans out. Yeah, Lumen Christie taking off towards the Detroit Catholic High School League. Specifically, they're placed in the AA division. Divine Child is a team in that uh, AA division of the uh, Catholic League. So uh, all of the other games, there were a couple of other games that were rescheduled from yesterday. The Cross City Battle between Harper Creek and Lakeview and the annual Battle of Barry County between Thornapple Kellogg and Hastings. Uh, other games that are scheduled for tonight in the Interstate 8. Marshall playing at Gull Lake. The Cardinals go up to Marshall to open up I-8 play in two weeks. Jackson Northwest hosting Tecumseh. Penfield uh, opening up the Robbie Hatton era. Robbie Hatton, the uh, longtime coach at Colon, led the Magi to an eight-player Division I state championship a few years ago. Now back coaching 11-player football and trying to turn around a Penfield team that, uh, uh, well, honestly, they uh, laid a big fat goose egg in the win column last year. They went 0-9. Yeah, and he's he's got a proven track record, as you say, Sean, and, and uh, 
You know, Penfield had that really strong group of athletes go through uh, three, four years ago, and and uh, so they've been a little thin since then. Try to get back on on track. Uh, games going on in the Big Eight. Uh, speaking of conference realignment, uh, there are only uh, five teams in the Big Eight playing 11-player football. Uh, Concord actually should be a powerhouse in. Uh, eight player and their student population has dropped down to uh, below a point where they will actually be eligible for the eight player playoffs this year. The newest member of the Big Eight, Maple Valley, also playing eight player football, but uh, they are ineligible for the eight player tournament. So you've got uh, Bronson, Quincy, Reading, Stockbridge, uh, Springport rather, and Union City uh, playing 11 player football in the Big Eight. The Vikings are hosting Prairie Heights. Quincy's traveling to Sand Creek. Reading's game against White Pigeon was rescheduled from yesterday. Springport hosting Stockbridge. Uh, Thursday's game between Centerville and Union City on Alumni Field moved from Thursday to tomorrow night. Uh, and I believe it's a 6 o'clock kickoff at Alumni Field. Yeah, and also I guess our JV team, which of course got uh, postponed a couple nights, are going to have a scrimmage tomorrow. They can't officially call it a game because then it would be too close to next Wednesday's game. You can't uh, get those two within a same uh, week period. So It's interesting. Uh, last I saw, uh, the JV and varsity teams are going to play a doubleheader up at Plainwell next Thursday. Ah, they're going to switch it from the Wednesday then. Okay, well, good. That, that was what I had seen uh, earlier. I'll have to double-check that. Uh, an eight-player game coming up tomorrow of uh, area interest. Uh, Takancha opening up at St. Philip. We'll go ahead and take this two-minute break and be back for the kickoff. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. Every family has unique housing needs. Matt Hale talks about the advantages of building a forever home. Forever homes are designed with universal accessibility in mind. Interior doors at 36 inches allow freer movement throughout the house. Increased clearance around islands for wheelchair accessibility. And we can design zero entry porches and garages. Start planning your forever home today. Stop by Matt Hale Homes on US 12 east of Coldwater. Visit MattHaleAtHomes.com or check them out on Facebook. Matt Hale Homes, always built around family. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HaskKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. Do you see yourself traveling, working part-time, or moving somewhere warmer when you retire? Hi, I'm Jay Wright, your Coldwater Edward Jones financial advisor, and I want to help make your retirement goals a reality. Let's talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how you get there. Together, we can plan for the expected and make sure you're ready for the unexpected. Call me at 279-1938 to get started today. That's 279-1938. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Like to be a pet owner to something unusual? Something slimy? Hairy. Slithery. Or downright homely? Something that might even terrify the average person? 
Come to Jungle Pets. For the squeamish, don't worry. They also have cute and furry pets. New arrivals weekly. So stop by often or check their Facebook page. Jungle Pets also carries food and supplies for all the pets they sell, including live and frozen feeders that you won't find anywhere else in Branch County. Jungle Pets in downtown Coldwater. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. We're back here at Cardinal Field. Sean Watson and Mike Murphy just about ready for kickoff. The 98th meeting between Coldwater and Sturgis on the gridiron. Sturgis will receive the opening kickoff, so let's go over their starters on offense. Their quarterback is Tanner Patrick. He is a 5'10", 165-pound senior. Uh, the tailback will be Brendan Myers, Brock Ferguson, and Dawson Miller starting at wide receivers. Callahan Lamb, the tight end on the one side. Gibson Carey, the tight end on the other side. The offensive line is a big one, 292 pounds across. Logan Markey at 340 at the left tackle. E.J. Miller at 225 at the left guard. Matt Wickey, 315-pound center. Alex Massey, a 305-pound right guard, and 275-pound Darren Kruja. They will go up against Coldwater's 3-4-4 defense, which we will set up after the opening kickoff. James Baker will be taking it. The Cardinals will be moving from left to right across your radio dial. It's going to be a short kick, and it's going to go out of bounds at around the 24-yard line. Procedure call will put the ball at the 35. So on the defensive line for the Cardinals, Evan Hamilton and Drake Thornton are the defensive tackles. And Jackson Bowers at 281 pounds, the nose guard, an average weight across for the front three of 221. Outside linebackers, Tyson Roby and Matt Nichols. Inside backers, Jackson Riley and Jack Rudin. So for the front seven, it's about 205 pounds across. The cornerbacks are Kendall Austin and Evan Porter. The safeties are Trey Miller and Zach Coffing. We will see Landon Albo rotate in the uh, one of the defensive back slots, and several of them probably. Yeah, certainly the Cardinals there. Uh, going to be one of the keys is how that line play is going to stack up against that huge offensive line of Sturgis, nearly 300-pound average. Tanner Patrick out of the shotgun. One running back next to him. And it is that running back that receives a handoff and a very short gain from the 35 to about the 38. Jackson Riley, that 6'2", 214-pound sophomore. is very impressive that last half of the season for the Cardinals with that stick. Brendan Myers was the ball carrier. Now Sturgis will have trips on the left side. Patrick going back to pass and finds an open receiver on the left side. Dawson Miller, he gets out of bounds near the first down marker. Yeah, Evan Porter on the hit. He got just enough. He got the seven uh, needed for the first down. Ball's at the 45. Sturgis moving from right to left in their road. White jerseys with black numerals, black pants, black helmets. Easy on the eyes. (laughs) Sun shining on Cardinal Field here tonight. Out of the eye, Tanner Patrick under center, hands off to the second guy through, Brendan Myers. The Cardinals stayed home and did not give him much on the right side. 
Cardinal defense showing a lot of enthusiasm here. Pretty fired up that they're able to, those first two runs, stop them at just two or three yards. Well, Jackson Riley held Brandon Myers to just two yards, second and eight, ball to 47. Official timeout, we see Dalton Tisdale running in as Brendan Myers came out. Yep, looks like Myers had a little equipment issue he needed to get taken care of. Two receivers left, to right. Out of the shotgun is Tanner Patrick. His running back is Dalton Tisdale. Audible being called, five seconds on the play clock. No score just underway. Oh, nice hole up the middle for Tisdale. He gets into Cardinal territory to the 44 and a first down. Yeah, Sturgis, we understand, is going to run a lot of pro style. So they've got, as you mentioned, Sean, two receivers wide on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And that has the potential to create some holes in there. First and 10, 10 18 left to play. First quarter, no score from here at Cardinal Field. We're so glad you're listening on opening night of the season. Out of the shotgun, Patrick rolling right to pass, looking. And the pass is caught by Brock Ferguson past the 40 to about the 38, 37 yard line. So a decent gain on first down. Yep, Jack Rudin in on the stop. Rudin, the six-foot, 180-pound senior, played a lot of linebacker last year. A seven-yard gain for Ferguson, second and three. Sturgis with the opening drive of the game. Patrick out of the shotgun, hands off to the running back, Tisdale. That's another big hole for Tisdale, and he just knocked over Cardinals like they were bowling pins up to the 20 and in the red zone. Yeah, he really got some momentum going on that that play, and the Cardinals really had trouble bringing him down. About the third guy able to do it. Tisdale, a 5'9", 180-pound senior. Looks more solid than 180, doesn't he? He does. He's, he's low to the ground, as you might say. Ball at the Cardinal 20 now. First drive of the game. Moving from right to left. Tanner Patrick out of the shotgun. Now Brendan Myers back in. He receives a handoff. Running the sweep right side. Bounced off a couple Cardinals. He's finally brought down past the 15. Yeah, is that coughing? Wrestling him out of bounds to that far right side. Sturgis has used a couple passes and then some successful, basically off-tackle runs here. Ball at the 12, second and two. Sturgis making quick work of this drive. And off goes to Brendan Myers. He'll run left side. He gets to the 10. He gets to the 5. He's brought down past the 5 to the 3, first and goal. Yeah, it's first time running wide now. And Myers, a couple of shifty moves, used his speed. Down to the 3-yard line. First and goal, Sturgis. 8.15 left to play in the first quarter. The Trojans in the eye with a couple of running backs. 
Handoff goes to Myers. He is close to the goal line, but he was stopped just short. Yeah, it looks like the knee came down right at about, maybe about the half yard line. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a matter of when and not if the Trojans put the first points up on the board for tonight's game. Looks like the uh, point of the ball is just off the goal line. You think it may be quarterback sneak as Patrick goes under center in the eye. Oh, it's going to be that much uh, easier for the Trojans to score. Someone jumped on the Cardinal side. Yeah. All sides. I don't think you could move the ball any closer to the goal Same line. Up. So probably uh, not going to be too much yardage on that one. Paul Guthrie is your referee. Brian Garrett's the umpire. Austin Zapata, the head linesman. Matt Garrett, line judge. Skylar Freeman, back judge. So second and about one and a half feet. Handoff is going to go to Tisdale. He's in for the touchdown. Yep, off that right tackle side, goes in unabated. Gets Sturgis on the board here at 721. Six to nothing. Six nothing pending the outcome of the point after kick. Gavin Moore is your listed place kicker. And Tanner Patrick's going to be the holder. Again, as you said, the score coming with 721 left to play in the first quarter. On the first drive of the game, Sturgis capitalizes. Almost a five-minute long drive. The PAT kick looked like a little short, but splits the uprights, Gavin Moore does. 721 left to play in the first quarter. It's Sturgis 7, Coldwater nothing. Back in 30 seconds, you're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. Nottawa Gas is more than just your local family-owned propane supplier. For over 20 years, they've been a part of your life. Right now, pay just $1.64 a gallon with Nottawa Gas on your next fill-up. With their remote tank monitoring system, you'll never have to worry about running out of gas or manage your monthly payments with their budget plan. Nottawa Gas offers convenient payment options too, including automatic payments and safe, secure online bill pay. Nottawa Gas, just east of Nottawa on M66, south of Tecantra and Old 27 or online at nottawagas.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. 721 left to play in the first quarter. The Trojans capitalizing on their first drive of the game. A one-yard touchdown run by Dalton Tisdale. Putting the Trojans up on top early 7-0. And now, for the first time this season, we will see the Cardinal offense led by all-conference quarterback Zach Hoffing, a 6'2", 187-pound senior. Running backs are Trey Miller and Kendall Austin. The fullback is Jack Rudin, but we will see Jackson Riley rotate in the running back positions. Evan Porter is going to be the split end. Tyson Roby, 215-pound tight end. The offensive line uh, considerably uh, uh, lighter than uh, what we saw with an average rate of 292 for Sturgis. Uh, Coldwater averages 215. Garrett Klotz at left tackle, 207. Drake Thornton at left guard, 171. Sal Baroni, the 267-pound center. Evan Hamilton, a 210-pound right guard. And Garrett McVicker, a 218-pound right tackle. Oh, that opening drive, Sean, just an example of power football. That, as we mentioned, that massive offensive line, about 290-pound average. Uh, Boy, they just ran the ball, had a couple of uh, passes just to keep the Cardinals off balance. And well, just impressive you, opening drive. Just you waiting to uh, hear about the uh, stat line for the <laughs> defensive line for Sturgis. 
Ball went through the hands of Kendall Austin, but he had the presence of mind to let the ball go out of bounds and around the three. Procedure ball puts it at the 35. So on your defensive line for Sturgis, they run a 4-3-4, four, four, four on the D-line. Callahan Lamb at 220 and Matt Wickey at 315 are the ends. Darren Kruia, 275, the defensive tackle. Logan Markey at 340, the nose tackle. Linebackers are Dalton Tisdale and Dawson Miller, 180 and 160 respectively. On the outside, Gibson Carey at 210 on the inside. And uh, the Cardinals are not going to get the ball at the 35. What was the call, Murph? Yeah, um, Kendall Austin couldn't quite handle the ball on the kickoff. It was so he going did, away from him, yeah, and then it, it went out of bounds at the three. So. so he did wind up touching it. Yes, he did. Oops. So Cardinals deep in the hole. It's going to be shotgun formation for coughing. Handoff running the counter and a run up to the seven-yard line for Trey Miller. So getting back to the Sturgis defense, 288 across the front four, 243 total for the front seven. The secondary, Todd Guijosa and Caden Waldron are the cornerbacks. Brock Ferguson and Brendan Meyer are the safeties. Four-yard gain for Trey Miller. Second and six coming up for Coldwater. Moving from left to right across the radio dial in their home red jerseys with white pants. White helmets. Some movement on the defensive line. It's going to be a keeper by coughing, uh, running to the left side. He gets up to the 13, 14. Yeah, the 13. That should be good enough for the first down, and they will move the chains. Boy, that's a, a really couple of good runs by the Cardinals. They needed to get out of that hole that starting from their own three. So a valuable first down here. Brendan Myers on the stop for Sturgis. First and 10 from the Cardinal 13. Cardinals are running out of uh, a wing on each side of the ball. Just one setback. Handoff goes to Jackson Riley. His first touch of the night. He was trying to string it out along the left side, and he couldn't. Yeah, Jackson coming from that right wing side across the formation, but Sturgis had that one smelled out. No gain. Second and 10. 7-0 Sturgis, and we are at 5.51 left in the first quarter. An overflow crowd here on this side of the stadium of, uh, full of Cardinal fans wearing their red and white, except for the student section. They're wearing construction gear and neon. <laughs> big crowd on the Cardinal side, big Sturgis side as well. Because it's cold water Sturgis. There you go. Second and 10. Coughing out of the shotgun. Delay handoff goes to Jackson Riley. Yeah, coughing handed off to the back next to him to come right, sweep right, and then he handed to the wingman Riley to counter to go to the left side. Nice pickup. Up to the 23 and another first down. Just enough for the first down, incidentally. Cardinals trying to answer the score that Sturgis put up on the board to start the game. Yeah, Cardinals taking advantage of a little pursuit by the Trojans there, running the opposite. Again, wings on each side. Trey Miller is the setback. Jackson Riley 
They fake the handoff to him. It wound up being a keeper by coughing, only a gain of two. Looked like he might have tripped himself up a little bit. Well, we talked about that huge offensive line for Sturgis. The defense is the same, basically. 200 and uh, what do we got? 88 across the front four. So And 243 if you figure the, the front seven. Yeah. Well, the fact that the Cardinals are having uh, this type of success so far says uh, something about how they're able to run their offense so far. So far, so good. Delay handoff on the counter going right side to the 28. Yeah, Trey Miller is playing that right side wing. Jackson Riley on the left side, and Jack Rudin is the uh, back next to Coffin. I believe they said that that was Riley. Short gain, and it looks like third and about five, five and a half. Looks to be, yes. Big third down here for the Cardinal offense. 3.30 to go this first quarter. See if Coffin puts it up in the air. We got trips on the left side. Coffin left-hander. Finds an open receiver. He's looking for Riley. Overthrew him, but the teammate that was right behind him was able to pull it down and give the Cardinals the first down. That's <laughs> Trey Miller. Yeah, that ball just got over. They, there were trips, as you mentioned, on that left side. They all flooded the left side sideline. The ball got past Jackson Riley as he tried for it, and Trey Miller brought it in. Ball's at the 43-yard line. This is a pretty good clock-consuming drive so far. We're almost to the three-minute mark here in the first quarter. Back to the two wings. Coughing out of the shotgun. Looked like organized chaos on the handoff. It wound up being a counter. Going up to the right side, and who is that? Was that Miller? Yes, yes, Trey Miller. Picked up about four. Yeah, this is kind of Cardinal football reminiscing from a few years ago, Sean, where, you know, grind it out, use the clock. And now, judging from that first drive of Sturgis, that would certainly be what the doctor ordered. Porter, a receiver on the left side. Coughing out of the shotgun. Riley send in motion. Fake the handoff to Riley. A run up the middle by Coughing. Good for a first down up to the Sturgis 44. Well, we saw a lot of that last year. Zach Coughing can really be elusive, mainly going up the middle as that run was there. Ball's on the left hash mark at the 44. Under two minutes left to play in the first quarter. Cardinals trail Sturgis 7-0, but this is the Cardinals' first drive of the game. First and 10, Riley in motion. Handoff goes to him on the left side. He gets past the 40, and will spot the ball around the 39. Gibbs and Carey on the stop for the Trojans. Well, you know, too, uh, you know, if the Cardinals can can keep that ball sustained drives you would hope that maybe some of those uh, trojans that are going both ways on a night like this could maybe tire get a little fatigue as the night goes on 
You notice how many kids are on the Coldwater roster this year? About 34, and that's uh, up from last year. Yes, it is. Second and five. Take the handoff to uh, Riley. It was a keeper by coughing. He gets close to the 35-yard line. Yep, some hard running. That first tackler was not going to get him down. He had a nice spin move. Got a couple more yards. That's going to bring up third and two. 42 seconds and counting left to play in the first quarter. One more play yet in this frame before we have to switch sides. That, of course, is a barring penalty. 15 on the play clock. Really important. Third and a long one coming up. It's going to be a keeper by coughing. Gets the first down. He spilled at the 30, and he's going to be able to hang on to the ball as the drive continues. They'll move the sticks. They'll stop the clock for the time being with 16 seconds left in the quarter. Trey Miller coming from his left side wing, led the play, and nice pickup. Zach had about three, four yards before uh, any Trojans were near him. The Cardinals are retreating to the sideline with five seconds left in the quarter. That'll be the end of the first from here at Cardinal Field, the 98th meeting between Coldwater and Sturgis. The Trojans lead the Cardinals 7-0, but the Coldwater drive will continue after this one-minute break. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. As leaders in disaster cleanup and restoration, the pros that serve pro are prepared for anything. From fire damage to water damage. To whatever the heck that was. When your home or business has suffered damage, only the pros at Serve Pro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties have the tools and expertise to make it like it never even happened. So if you're in need of cleanup from fire, water, or any other unpleasant incident, give Serve Pro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties a call today at 517 278 5261. That's 517 278 5261. Serve Pro, cleaning, restoration, construction, independently owned and operated. Give Surf Pro a branch in South Calhoun counties a call today at 517 278 5261. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Cardinal Field. Sean Watson and Mike Murphy watching a classic Sturgis Coldwater battle in the early going. The Trojans had a clock consuming drive to start the game to take the early 7-0 lead. Now the Cardinals are trying to answer. We've switched sides. Cardinals moving from right to left. It's going to be first and 10 from the Sturgis 30 as we resume play. Cardinals have put together a sustained drive here. Now it's uh, vital that they can get into the end zone. Basically equaling what we saw in the first Sturgis drive. Fake the handoff, coughing, looking for Tyson Roby. His first catch of the season, catches at the 25, runs up to the 20. That should be good enough for a first down. Zach coughing, finding Tyson Roby's second pass of the drive, and Tyson had a Trojan battling him for the ball. It was kind of up for grabs between the two, and Tyson using his strength to pull it down and get a few extra yards. Cardinals in the red zone. Marching toward the north goal line. First and 10. Here's coughing out of the shotgun. 
Handoff is going to go to the guy sweeping across from right to left. Let's see what the number is as he gets pulled up off. The, that's Jackson Riley getting up to the 13. Pretty good run for him. Well, and you know, Sean, this drive, we haven't seen any procedures, offsides, you know, kind of a trademark of the Jeff Scorfar Cardinals that uh, they don't beat themselves. And that's vital when you're just getting a few yards at a time to sustain this drive. We only saw one penalty so far this entire game, and that was the uh, encroachment at the goal line by the Cardinals. They kind of helped the Sturgis cause. We're going to get a uh, whistle and uh, timeout here. Timeout, Sturgis. Sturgis is going to take a timeout with 10.54 left to play in the first half. Cardinals trail 7-0, but they're knocking on the door. Be second and three from the Sturgis 13. Interesting timeout, just a little over one minute since the end of the quarter. The, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, Sean, you know, this is, hopefully the Cardinals can match the Trojans with this first drive and, who knows, this could end up being a shootout. You see the cheerleaders underneath us, this year's cheer squad. Brooke Adams, Cameron Adkins, Madison Armstrong, Graylin Bowerly, Natalia Blankenship, Cameron Cockrell, Adriana Hernandez, Zoe Gent, Alicia Mobley, Ava Schonauer, Brianna Scalaba, Olivia Searles, Reagan Smith, Rindy Spieth, Maya Taylor, Hallie Towers, Michaela Warren, not a senior in the bunch. Head coach is Alexis D'Alessandro. Coming out of the Sturgis timeout, here's the second and three for the Cardinals from the Sturgis 13. Zach coughing out of the shotgun. It's gonna be a keeper, he's running left side. It'll be first and goal near the five for coughing in the Cardinals. You know, he's going off that left side. We've got a sophomore, Garrett Klotz, right over at the left tackle spot. I'm guessing that's probably Coach Rob Klotz's son. Um, over on that left side as well, Drake Thornton, who was uh, a starting guard last year, does a great job on that offensive line. So good good um, movement there to get coughing some yards. First and goal from the five, coughing out of the shotgun. Hard count. It's going to be a handoff to Trey Miller running the sweep right side. He's stringing it out. He's so close to the goal line. They'll spot him at about, what, the three or the two? Boy, some hard running by Trey Miller there off that right side. Running away from us, and uh, it took him a while to get tackled by the Trojans at the two. Second and goal. Cardinals looking to tie the game up. 9.50 and counting left to play in the first half as the sun is setting behind us. Coughing out of the shotgun. And in motion. It's going to be a keeper by coughing. He is so close and he's in. Touchdown, Coldwater. Zach coughing off that right side behind Sal Baroni, the center. Evan Hamilton, Garrett McVicker over on that right side. All three returners from a year ago. 
Now we'll see what the Cardinals do on the point after they are sending out James Baker to kick the point after, number 70 in your roster. The snap, the hold, and it's blocked. Well, the Cardinals unable to take the lead with nine minutes and 32 seconds left to play in the first half. They trail Sturgis seven to six. Let's take this 30-second break. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HaskKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. SKWood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. 7 to 6, Sturgis with 9.32 left to play in the first half. A long clock consuming drive for each team to start off, the difference being a blocked point after kick. You know, that was about a 10 minute drive. I <laughs> weren't doing the math right here, Sean, but boy, just. Uh, Cardinals getting just enough. I don't know how many first downs on that drive, but it was pretty much 10 to 12 yards uh, to get that first down each time. So they had to to have at least six or seven. And a great job punching it in the end zone. That extra point, you know, Zach Coffing hikes on that. Evan Porter was holding, but just didn't quite get the timing right. Here comes a short kickoff by Baker. It is going to be, oh, it's a live ball. It was touched by the Trojans. The Cardinals fall Cardinals. on it. Cardinals. All right. They fall on it at the Sturgis 31-yard line. How about that, Murph? That was outstanding. The Sturgis guy had to come up for it. It might have hit his knee as he was coming up for it. Cardinals got in there. I'm not sure who that first guy was down that took out a couple of Trojans and enabled the uh, Cardinals to recover. That confirmation that it was Landon Auble with a recovery. Is that number 28? That is no, eight. That was, yeah, okay. Fantastic. Just, just single eight there. There you go. Keevan Zabonik is wearing number 28 on your Cardinal roster. So the Cardinals are back in business. They can take the lead this drive. Big turnover here. They're at the Sturgis 32. The 31. Fake the handoff. Coughing rolling back to pass. It's going to be a keeper by Coughing. He finds wide open territory. Cuts inside to the 20. Spin move near the 15. They'll stop him at the 16. What a what an improvised play by Coughing. Exactly. Uh, the fake to the handoff. And uh, Zach is rolling. Of course, he's a left-handed quarterback. He's rolling to his left. He's motioning uh, Jack Rudin to go downfield. And then as he did, he took some Trojans with him, and Zach had all kinds of room. First and 10 from the Sturgis 16 Cardinals back in the red zone. They trail 7-6. to six. Under nine minutes left to play in the first half. Coughing out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to Trey Miller running the sweep right side. He's close to the 10. They'll give him the 10. Looks like, no, they'll spot the ball. 
The one line judge is kind of straddling the 10 and 11 yard hash marks along the sideline to see where they spot the ball. You know, I got to mention the uh, the chain crew over there. I was talking to Denny Scheidler here earlier today, and Denny is, he figures, in about his 40th year of being on the chain gang over there, he said this is going to be it. He's uh, he's teaching a new, new crew to help take over, but uh, what a great job Denny's done over the years. I was going to say his wife is very much retired, yeah. so it's about time he joined in. Coughing with a keeper running the left side. Puts his head oh, down. Ball is loose. It's going to be picked up by the Trojans. It's going to be a fumble recovery touchdown for Sturgis's Beckett Lamb. Well, it was uh, Jack Rudin. Coughed it up just as he hit the ground. And one of the Trojans picks it up. And Zach coughing, I think what happened, he was, there, there was no way he was going to catch the Trojan, but he threw himself into one of the blockers, I think hoping to get a block in the back. Let's see if that's what has transpired. Yes, because there were flags thrown. Uh, I see the flag back at the uh, Sturgis 47-yard line. If that is, in fact, what happens, uh, what a heady play by Coffing. Here's the call. Two penalties by the offense. Holding Coldwater. That penalty is declined. Personal foul. Blindside block. Coldwater. That penalty is also declined. There's all the play. Touchdown. Uh, how about that? Yeah, so so they got they got for a bad block. And holding as well. So, boy, what a turnaround from the Cardinals being inside the red zone of the Trojans to the run back to make it 13-6 at this point. Could be 14-6 uh, pending the outcome of the extra point. I want to make a correction. Instead of number 12, it was number 13, Caden Waldron. Figured it would be a senior who would be have the heads-up scoop and score. Caden Waldron. Now the point after coming up from Gavin Moore. That scoop and score, coming with 7.48 left to play in the first half. Point after kick is good, and now it's 14-6, Sturgis leading Coldwater. Just when things are going well for the Cardinals, yep. an 89-yard scoop and score by Caden Waldron. The trade, uh, the trade of fumbles worked out for the Trojans. Let's take this 30-second break. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. Are you dreaming of lakeside living in beautiful Coldwater, Michigan? Look no further than Case Realty Group, your number one lake sales team and lake specialist. Whether you're buying or selling, trust the experts who know the ins and outs of lakefront properties. I'm Carmen Case, and with Case Realty Group, you'll receive top-notch service, unmatched market knowledge, and a seamless experience. Dive into your dream home today. Call Case Realty Group or visit us online at caserealtygroup.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Momentum was wearing the red jerseys with the white pants until 
The ball was fumbled at around the 11-yard line and returned by Caden Waldron. Put the Trojans up on top by 8, 14-6, the current score. Yes, yes. Uh, see if the Cardinals can uh, match now, come back with, a, again, one of those long drives that they're known for. Let's see, deep we have Trey Miller and Kendall Austin. Kendall was on the JV team a year ago and one of their leading runners and has also had some good returns. Line drive kick by Gavin Moore. And this time everybody got away from the ball as it bounced into the end zone for the touchback. I guess when you... Uh, figure out where the fumble took place, uh, give a 91-yard fumble return by Waldron to put the Trojans up eight. Boy, and uh, he showed a lot of speed. He had a couple of blockers that Cardinals had really just no shot at him. He was right along the sideline. So here come the Cardinals. Let's see if they can get another drive going here. Something to remember, the Cardinals will get the ball to start the second half. The Cardinals can take this to the final 748 of this first half. Potentially tie it up. We'll see what happens. Spin move on the left side by coughing for a gain of five on first down. You know, uh, <laughs> talking about the crew, uh, the chain gang with Denny Denny Scheidler earlier. You know, Hal Fitch did that for years and years. Marty Gokenauer and, you know, those kind of unsung volunteers that you get. Boy, they make an AD's job so much easier. The ticket takers, uh, the people that you know you can depend on. Coughing out of the shotgun on second and five with the two wings and a running back fullback next to him. Handoff goes to Trey Miller, right side. He gets the first down. I thought he got the first down. Uh, he was actually, you see, he was down at about the 28, so that'll bring up third and two. Clock is moving, 6.43 left to play in the first half. Cardinals trail 14 to 6 to the Sturgis Trojans. Yeah, they had uh, in the opening lineups had Kendall Austin as the running back rather than Jackson Riley, but. Uh, yeah, we, we have not seen Kendall back there. It's been this group on the skill positions. Coughing of the high snap, able to pull it down, but he paid the price for a loss. Yeah, that uh, hike got Zach up around the head. He luckily was able to juggle it and hang on, but boy, took a couple of big hits there. A loss of one on the play, fourth and three. And uh, for the first time tonight, the ball will be punted. The Cardinals punter, the multi-talented Jackson Riley, only one player back deep for the Trojans, and that's going to be Brendan Myers. He's standing between, well, and now he's moving back to the 35. Boy, he's, he's got a lot of speed from what we saw earlier. Good snap. Low line drive kick, angle to the left, bounces at the Cardinal 48. And the Cardinals will down it behind the Trojan 40. Right around the 39 is where Kendall Austin will pick the ball up. 
that's where the Trojans will take over with 5.26 left to play until halftime. Cardinals trail by 8, 14 to 6. Yeah, that fumble scoop and score, as they called it, 89 or somewhere in there, uh, the difference in this game right now. It's kind of marking from where the line of scrimmage was in that play, and uh, Rudin did get a couple of yards before he lost the ball. Oh, back to the Sturgis offense, Tanner Patrick. Hands off to... Brendan Myers, a short gain on first down to the 42. Yeah, good gang tackling there by the Cardinals. You know, Sean, I want to mention this veteran coaching staff. Boy, Jeff Scorfar has just done an outstanding job. I think he's in his 12th year, I he believe is. it was. He yeah. Is, yep. And, and you know, his assistants, uh, you've got Jamie Spray, Mark Demeester, Jeff Gallup, who've all been head coaches. They've been together for so long. Just that kind of continuity is just invaluable. Spray and Meester have been Cardinal head coaches in their past. Trips on the left side on second and seven. It's going to be a pass up the middle into, Card uh, into Cardinal territory for Gibson Carey. He's brought down at the Coldwater 47. Another Sturgis first down. Yeah, and then to complete the staff to our left here in the coaches box we've got dave bach mike mcconnell jeff qualls is dave bach here yes i he came over earlier and rob klotz as well so just a just an outstanding crew that have been together a, a long time for the cardinals first and 10 sturgis from the Coldwater 47 handoff goes to Brennan Myers trying to run left side. Oh, good job by the Cardinals standing him up. That was Trey Miller on the big hit. Yeah, and uh, Jack Rudin got the initial hit to string it out, so excellent job. Only a gain of one when all is said and done, second and nine. We're under four minutes left to play in the first half, 3.52 to be more precise as we hear the Cardinal marching band warming up for their first halftime performance of the year. And guess who else is back? <laughs> Retired principal Bill Milnes is the announcer for the band tonight. Yep. Got Delaney on the board tonight, so. Trips to the right once again. One running back for Tanner Patrick. Receives the shotgun snap. He's being flushed out of the pocket. Throws the ball intended for Brock Ferguson on the right side. Through his hands. Incomplete. That'll bring up third and nine and stop the clock. 324 left in the first half. Cardinals trail 14 to 6. The Cardinals would like very much to get a stop. They do have all three timeouts at their disposal should they get the ball back. Well, a couple of new Cardinals in there we noticed on that play. Charlie Gruner at the linebacker spot and uh, also Matt Nichols giving the Cardinals a little rest. Those, especially those that are going both ways. Same formation for Sturgis. Trips to the right side. Tanner Patrick, the quarterback. And we see Dalton Tisdale, the halfback. Whistle, and it looks like we're going to get a timeout Sturgis. Dead ball. Delay game. Oh, really? Yeah. Five-yard penalty. Third down. Wow. We do have the play clocks at each end of uh, the field for the Cardinals. At, but... Did not get that. It's only, is that only? No, I guess that's our third flag, huh, Sean, that I can think of. 
That's that's right. Had uh, had ones on that run back. Yeah, the scoop and score. There were a couple of penalties. Both declined. Yeah. Five yard mark off third and fourteen now. Same formation. Patrick looking left. Ball is tipped away by the Cardinals. Kendall Austin from the intended receiver Callahan Lamb, the tight end. Yeah, Sturgis had trips out to the right. And then just a single receiver left, and he had single coverage, and Austin did a nice job to knock it away. So Brock Ferguson might have to punt the ball away for the Trojans. Yep, he's uh, moving out to behind the 40-yard line. Let's see, uh, who is that? Well, we're going to have one, or is that coughing standing at the 25? I believe you're right. Two players now back deep. A little bit of a rush put wow, on. Nice punt. Ball is angled. It bounces. Trey Miller's going to snag it. Breaks oh, two tackles. How about that? <laughs> still didn't get a whole lot out of it, but how about the way he broke those two tackles that were charging toward him like bulls? Boy, uh, Trey is 5'8", 180 pounds, and <laughs> Sturgis tried to tackle him high, and it did not work. Boy, that was a heck of a punt. Trey was hoping it was going to get into the end zone, but it just kind of stopped at about the five-yard line. Balls at the 11-yard line, first and 10. 3.04 left to play in the first half. It's the Trojans leading by eight. Coughing out a shotgun. Going to be a keeper by Coffin, running left side, gets past the 15, and he'll be brought down at the 17. Good game tackling there by the squadron of Trojans. Well, we'll see those stats at halftime, Sean, but you got to think Coffin's probably run the ball at least 10, 12 times here in this first half. We've also seen Rudin and Riley, Trey Miller. It's been a pretty balanced attack. Evan Porter splits out wide left. Second and four after the six-yard gain by Coffing. Gonna be another keeper. Oh, Riley, Jackson Riley had that. Fooled me too. Yeah. I, I thought Zach had the ball. Apparently he had handed it off to Riley. The way they run this offense, it's, it's plays like that make you think that it's midseason form, doesn't it? Well, it. Uh, A little bit of a uh, fooling the Trojan defense as well. First down. First and 10 from the 23. Under two minutes left to play in the first half. Two wings, running back and receiver on the left side. Ball in and out of Coffin's hands on the snap. Let's see who recovers. Boy, I think one of the Cardinals jumped in there amongst a host of Trojans and got that ball. Really hard to tell. That's a huge recovery by Rudin. And so Jeff Scorfar, the head coach of the Cardinals, will burn his first time out with a minute 35 left to play in the first half. Sturgis leading Coldwater by a score of 14 to 6. Boy, that uh, handoff didn't go well there, and that ball shot into the line. 
And you saw about three or four Trojans and Rudin just jumped in there. Maintained the possession for the Cardinals. Hey, we got a score. Our first from the WTVB scoreboard tonight. And it is a successful start for the Robbie Hatton era at Penfield as they beat the Lakewood Vikings 34-13. Wow, nice, nice start for those. Colon, ex-Colon coach, Robbie Hatton. Guys were talking earlier that uh, somewhere, uh, you, you would probably remember that, Sean or else Justin, Colon uh, winning the state. Uh, that's right. Justin would remember if he was uh, producing tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's had the week off, I understand. Yes, yes. As Connie Francis once said, V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N, in the summer sun. <laughs> Coming out of the timeout, following the fumble recovery, it wound up being a gain of one, second and nine from the 28. Coughing, clean snap, takes a handoff. Finds Tyson Roby, gets down to the 35, and should be enough for a first down. The chains will be moved. Yep. Tyson's second catch he's brought in. Tyson has put on some weight over the summer, some, some uh, muscle to play that tight end spot. Going at 215 right now. Six-foot senior. First and ten. Coughing, dropping back to pass. Oh, how about that? Rudin with a nice leap at the 35 on the screenplay. Gets up to the 40, and we're going to get Coldwater's second timeout with a minute four left in the half. That was uh, set up as a middle screen, and Coughing barely got that the ball over a Sturgis Trojan's hand. Rudin brought in. It was a good good time for the screen pass with a minute four to go in the half here. Coach Scorfar talking to his offense. He was not pleased with how uh, I think some of his linemen executed that screen. Well, did you see the flag? I didn't. Oh, I didn't even quite understand. Okay, there must have been a hold. Interesting. Well, there's a minute four left to play in the first half here at Cardinal Field. Uh, be listening for the Branch County Abstract entitled Halftime Report. Well, we'll bring you the first edition of the season of this week in high school sports from the MHSAA Network, and we'll bring you a scoring summary and some halftime stats. Uh, not a lot of scoring with only 20 points total between the two teams up on the board right now. You know, it had the makings of a shootout to start with, but then we had a couple fumbles each way, both teams with a, a turnover. And that second one that Sturgis ran back is the difference right now, 14-6. to six. Well spotted at the 31-yard line. First. So after the uh, penalty against the Cardinals it's going to be first and 15 I think it was a it was a procedure call wasn't it possibly I'm still still trying to find out for sure the mic of the official we had a little trouble understanding him 
coughing all sorts of time. Now rolling left. Oh, my goodness. The ball was tipped by Evan Porter and intercepted by the Trojans. Gibson Carey with the pick. Yeah, right through the hands of Evan Porter. It was a little high. He had to stretch for it and right to the Trojan behind him. Well, 52 seconds to go. Let's see if the Cardinals can hold the Trojans here. The ball's going to be at the 30. Now, Chance Stewart, the Sturgis head coach, has two timeouts at his disposal. So that's two turnovers on the Cardinals here in this first half now. Mm-mm-mm. Now a chance for the Trojans to uh, put some more points on the board potentially heading into the locker room in the halftime break. Patrick going under center, fakes a handoff. He's rolling right to pass. He's being pursued, broke a tackle, all sorts of time, looking for the end zone, jump ball. It's caught by Brock Ferguson for the touchdown. Cardinals were so close in two different opportunities there. Matt Nichols just missed the quarterback way in the backfield, coming way across the field. And then Kendall Austin, that ball was just out of his reach on the catch. The Sturgis Trojas fans are kind of like McDonald's right now. But 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 we're loving it. Boy, those being able to score off both the Cardinal turnovers here in this first half. Gavin Moore to attempt the point after kick with 40 seconds left to play until halftime. Flag is thrown as the kick goes through the uprights, but let's see what this flag is all about. Might be against the Cardinals, we'll see. Illegal procedure, offense. Five yard penalty, retry. Okay then, so for the time being, it remains 20 to six, Sturgis. We'll have to try the point after kick from five yards further back. This kicker, uh, both extra points, he seems to have had plenty of leg. We'll see how this one comes out. Key point here, if the Cardinals can keep this one off the board, keep it within two scores. They haven't changed the score up on the scoreboard, but I don't think it'll be necessary. (laughs) Because Gavin Moore splits the uprights once again, and now it's official with 40 seconds left in the first half. It's Sturgis 21, Coldwater 6. Back for the final 40 seconds of the first half in 30 seconds. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. HassKwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238 CD Coldwater. 
Oh, the turnovers have been costly for the Coldwater Cardinals, too, resulting directly in two of the Sturgis Trojans' scores. They, they sure have, Sean. You know, the Cardinals really have, other than that, have played the uh, Trojans pretty even tonight. You know, they both had the, the two opening drives for scores, but, yes, those two turnovers have, have been the difference here so far. Let's see if the Cardinals, as you mentioned, they're going to get the kick here to start the second half. We still got 40 seconds left in the first half. Sturgis got an interception, and on the very first play after that, Tanner Patrick, a 30-yard bomb to Brock Ferguson in the end zone. Here comes the kickoff by Gavin Moore. It's going to be caught at the five-yard line. Ball is returned to the 20, to the 25. Stutter stepping, runs into a crowd of Trojans, gets it past the 30 to about the 34. It's a pretty good run there for, I think, was it Austin? Yes, yep. Yeah, it was. He caught the ball, uh, geez, just inside. Yeah, right around the five, and it was pretty much a line drive kick, so had a little uh, time to roam before the Trojans got to him. See what Coldwater is going to do here with 32 seconds to go. First and 10 from the 34. See if they're going to take a shot downfield. By the formation, it looks like they're going to play it pretty conservative here. Trey Miller sent in motion. Handoff is going to go to Jack Rudin. Oh, big hole off the right side. He gets the first down. Yep. Nice burst by Rudin. Up to the 49 of the Cardinals. Cardinals going no huddle because they have one timeout left. Game clock is moving once again. Spikes the ball. 18 seconds left now in the uh, first half. Ball near midfield, just a yard away. No second and 10. Coach Scorefire calling the play out. Zach Coffing comes over after each play to get the play from Coach Scorfar. Jamie Spray runs the defense. Coach Scorfar calls the offense. 18 seconds left in the first half, second and 10. Coffing going back to pass, looking right side. It's a catch it around the 41-yard line, reception by Riley. Yep. Clock will not move while and now he's starting it. They had to move the chains. So another spiking of the ball by Coffing. Very good clock management here. Yeah, just enough to get the first down. Took a second to move the chains, and uh, so nine seconds to go now. Here's another score, meanwhile, from the WTVB scoreboard. End of the first quarter, Harper Creek 7, Lakeview nothing. Boy, that's a, that's a rivalry every year for sure. Well, let's see what the Cardinals do here with nine seconds. If they're going to basically throw it up for grabs, maybe hope for an interference. or Well, we got trips to the left side to indicate that. Try a little maybe hook and ladder or something here. Coughing, rolling left to pass. 
ball was almost intercepted by Sturgis's Gibson Carey at the 30. He was on his back and the ball in and out of his hands. Three seconds left in the first half. Third and 10. So barring penalty, this should be the final play of the first half. Coach going to use his last time out here. Cold water. You can see Zach coughing, motioning to Coach Scorfar, pointing to the uh, scoreboard. Hey, three seconds here. We get, let's take a one more shot. So Coach Scorfar is going to take the timeout. A round of applause as our PA announcer, Dave Wishmeyer, acknowledges the cheerleaders. So Dave Rumsey is our spotter. Fred Wood is running the scoreboard. Joe Hayes on the clock. Of course, we got Bill Mills, retired Coldwater High School principal, announcing for the band tonight. And then we got our colleagues from uh, Sturgis Radio over to our immediate right. Yeah, it's not often we have another uh, radio up here. It's uh, It's been a while. Yeah, so we got a... Full house here in the press box at Cardinal Field. Full house to the left, the Coldwater Coaches box. Steve Rutz is uh, doing the stats once again. I think we could call this a veteran crew. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just realized that I, I'm coming up to my uh, 20th year of doing high school sports broadcasts uh, on WTVB. There you go. Congratulations, Sean. And as as uh, we are approaching our 75th year on the air next year, believe it or not. That's awesome. Coming out of the timeout, should be the final play of the half. Third and 10 from the Sturgis 41. Two receivers left, one right. Hard count. Coughing, getting some good protection. Uh-oh, now he's being flushed out of the pocket. And he's going to be brought down by Callahan Land in the half. Boy, it was like a jailbreak. There was about three Trojans on top of coughing. So that's going to end the half. 21 to 6. Sturgis at the half. The Branch County Abstract and Title Halftime Report coming up in one minute. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's a great time to sell your home. It's true. The warmer weather brings out the buyers, especially those buyers looking for lake property. We should know 14 of the Midwestern team own lake property here in Branch County. I'm Debbie Lowndes Bowers, broker owner of Midwestern Realty Group in Coldwater, Michigan. Our team members are uniquely experienced to help you find success as a seller. We know the current market. We're more than real estate agents. We're advisors here to guide you to success. We don't want you to miss out on any of the money your home is worth. We research, advise, and locate potential buyers, making the process simple for you. We offer you techniques to help you stage your home for better showings. Experience you can count on. I'm Sharon Atkinson. Results you expect. I'm Carrie Foley. Call us. I'm Jill Bowers. Or visit our office on US 12. I'm Doug Campbell. I'm Jim Bowers. We're online at MidwesternRealty.com. If you're in search of lake property, reach out to our team of experts today at Midwestern Realty Group. AM 1590, FM 95.5. WTVB. It's halftime here at Cardinal Field in the 98th meeting between the Coldwater Cardinals and the Sturgis Trojans. The Trojans are prevailing so far 21-6. The halftime report is brought to you by Branch County Abstract and Title. Wishing good luck to the Cardinals. 
When buying or selling your home, ask your realtor or banker to use Branch County Abstract and Title for your title insurance and closing needs. It's your choice. Locally owned and operated, Branch County Abstract and Title has been serving Branch County since 1868. Contact them at 278-6960. We will take this break, be back with this week's edition of This Week in High School Sports, and then back here for a scoring summary and halftime stats. Cardinals trail the Sturgis Trojans by 15, 21-6. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. So you call your virtual insurance company to ask a simple question about your policy, but now you're on hold listening to this music while you wait and wait. Auto owners works with local independent agents who tailor coverage to meet your needs and pick up the phone when you call because you shouldn't be on hold so long that you memorize the music. That's simple human sense. The no problem people, your local auto owners agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lions, and Melanie Pitch at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. Friday nights at the game can feel like a heat wave or winter's worst, so be prepared either way. Hi, I'm Al Rackesey with Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery. We carry logoed t-shirts and shorts for the warm nights and insulated scarves, hats, and coats for the cold nights. We're a one-stop shop for school spirit wear, promotional items, and banners. Call Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery at 278-8101 or stop in at 52 West Chicago Street in downtown Coldwater. Welcome to the 2023-24 school year, and welcome back to This Week in High School Sports. We'll be with you for the next 26 weeks, getting you caught up on the biggest stories from across the state in the high school sports world. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. The start of a new year brings a lot of questions, especially for the families of freshmen or students starting their first year of high school in Michigan. Who plays who? What was the score of last night's game? What are people talking about? Just what is going on here? Well, there's an easy way to find out the answers to all of those questions and more. Make sure you check out MHSAA.com. The site was redesigned a year ago, and now MHSAA.com sees over 10 million visits annually. It's the best place to go if you're looking for a score, a schedule, a story, NPR rankings, and more. Plus, it's been optimized for mobile use, which makes submitting scores on a Friday even easier. Looking to connect on social? We have you covered there as well. The MHSAA's TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, sorry, X accounts, are all updated throughout the week with important news for everyone involved in high school sports. Follow us and stay current with all the happenings from around the state. The first week of action is in the books, and with that brings us our first game balls of the year. Pinckney's Evan Loftwright started the cross-country season out with a win. The senior was first in a dual meet with Brighton, but Brighton came out victorious on the team side. Ellie Wilcox helped lead Boyne City to a Pelston invite volleyball title. The Ramblers were perfect on the day, winning all six matches and 12 sets they played in. And to Muskegon, Reese Puffer senior Liam Smith, he poured in four goals and an 8-0 season-opening soccer win over Ludington. For high school seniors, the matchup of the year isn't on the field. It's actually online. That's right. When you fill out the FAFSA, you know, the free application for federal student aid, you could also be eligible for thousands of dollars in additional money from the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. Yep, nearly 80% of students who fill out the FAFSA may be eligible. 
Now that's a matchup we can all root for. Get started today at michigan.gov slash achievement. The Michigan Achievement Scholarship. It's a game changer. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Director of Officiating Services, Sam Davis. The first week of high school football season is always exciting and sometimes confusing. Here are some, not all of the differences between the high school game and what you see on Saturdays and Sunday. In high school, there's no such thing as an uncatchable ball when judging pass interference. It is a penalty if there is illegal contact, whether the ball is catchable or not. In overtime, high school teams start with the ball on the 10-yard line, not the 25 like in college. And in high school overtime, you're only able to get a first down via penalty. And at no time is a high school team required to go for two points. And on extra point plays, if the defense gains possession, the try is over. The defense cannot return the ball for two points. Thanks, Sam. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, Go to the MHSAA website now to register. All summer long, MHSAA.com has highlighted former high school standouts who have used past athletic experiences to help shape their post-high school lives. The series is called Made in Michigan and provides updates on some familiar names. Like Brent Gates, the current baseball coach at Grand Rapids Christian, was a two-time All-State selection on the diamond at Granville. He played at the University of Minnesota before the major leagues and now has led the Eagles to three baseball state titles. Or Ariel Breaker, the current assistant basketball coach at the University of Minnesota. She helped Gross Point North win a Class A state title in 2008. A three-sport athlete at GPN, she finished third for the 2010 Miss Basketball Award and she played collegiately at Notre Dame before coaching at Lehigh, Oakland, South Dakota, and West Virginia, and now with the Gophers. To get caught up on all the Made in Michigan stories, check out MHSAA.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross, and we'll see you next week. There are two names people have come to trust when it comes to buying, selling, and servicing their RVs and trailers. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Merrick. Well, yes, we can trust you two, but your dad means the name Halet Trailers and Halet's Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers. Hi, I'm Chase Halet. We have two trusted brands, one local company to take care of you, Halet Trailers and Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers in Coldwater. Hi, I'm Vanessa Halet. As many of you know, the Halet name has been trusted for over 30 years. <laughs> no, we aren't changing Advantage One RV. We're adding to it. But that that's not all. We have a new service department. Both confidence. We service all makes and models. But we've been selling so many RVs at great low prices, so we need inventory. Bring in your RV for us to sell and get 50% off your listing fee now through the month of August. That's a great savings. Then all you have to do is just pick up a check. We can sell your RV, boat, car, or trailer. Shop us first. Hail at Trailers and Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers, two miles east of Meyer on US 12 Coldwell. Do you see yourself traveling, working part-time, or moving somewhere warmer when you retire? Hi, I'm Jay Wright, your Coldwater Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I want to help make your retirement goals a reality. Let's talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how you get there. Together, we can plan for the expected and make sure you're ready for the unexpected. 
Call me at 279-1938 to get started today. That's 279-1938. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Like to be a pet owner to something unusual? Something slimy? Hairy. Slithery. Or downright homely? Something that might even terrify the average person? Come to Jungle Pets. For the squeamish, don't worry. They also have cute and furry pets. New arrivals weekly. So stop by often or check their Facebook page. Jungle Pets also carries food and supplies for all the pets they sell, including live and frozen feeders that you won't find anywhere else in Branch County. Jungle Pets in downtown Coldwater. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. The Branch County Abstract and Title Halftime Report rolling on from here at Cardinal Field. <laughs> well, we're uh, Cardinals find themselves behind 21 to six here at halftime. Those two turnovers looming large and making the difference here in this first half. Sturgis had a fumble off a kickoff. The Cardinals recovered. They were down to the 11 yard line of Sturgis, but then a fumble that Sturgis returned for a touchdown. And then they also had a turnover and had to go 30 yards on one play on a pass play that uh, just was out of the reach of a couple Cardinals from making the play. So it's been close, Sean, but just haven't been able to quite quite uh, be where they'd want to be here at halftime. But certainly as far as play on the field, it, well, I think as you go to the total yards, it's going to be pretty competitive. Uh, yes, and thanks for covering as I inadvertently <laughs> inhaled my press box food here. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's uh, B-dubs and uh, Jimmy John's providing the food tonight, so thanks to them. Let's start off with the uh, formal scoring summary with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. 7.48 left to play, uh, check that, 7.21 left to play in the first quarter. Dalton Tisdale with a one-yard run, point after kick was good. 7-0 Trojans, that was your score after one. With 9.32 left to play in the second quarter, Zach Coffing with a two-yard TD run, the point after kick was blocked. Cardinals were behind one, 7-6. With 7.48 left to play in the second quarter, Cardinals had gotten the ball back, but the ball was fumbled by Jack Rudin, picked up by Caden Waldron, and uh, it is officially an 89-yard scoop and score touchdown. Point after kick was good, 14-6 Trojans. And then with 40 seconds left to play in the half, the Cardinals had gotten intercepted, and it took just one play, a 30-yard bomb from Tanner Patrick to Brock Ferguson. Point after kick was good. 21 to 6, your halftime score. As we're taking a look at total offense, 34 plays, 173 yards for the Cardinals, 16 plays, 110 yards for Sturgis. So the Cardinals able to move the ball a little bit more effectively than uh, the Trojans, but all oh, those turnovers. Yes, they did. You know, uh, 34 plays, you know, I didn't, what's your first down total there, Sean? Uh, 11 for the Cardinals and just 6 for the Trojans. Yeah. Uh, rushing, 27 carries, 120 yards for the Cardinals. 10 carries, 52 yards for the Trojans. 
individual numbers for the Cardinals. Let's start off with Zach Coffing. Five of seven passing, 53 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. He also leads the ground game, 14 carries for 45 yards, and so far the Cardinals only score. Jackson Riley, five carries for 33. Trey Miller, six carries for 27. Jack Rudin, two carries for 15 yards. Tyson Roby had two catches for 23 yards. Trey Miller, one for 15. Jack Rudin, one for 10. Jackson Riley, one for five. Riley had a 35-yard punt. Trey Miller had a six-yard punt return. They say Drew Ennis uh, with two kick returns totaling uh, 24 yards. And Zach Coffing also leading the defense with three tackles. Chris Grawl, Eddie Poole, and Jack Rudin with two apiece. For Sturgis, quarterback Tanner Patrick, four of six, passing 58 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Brock Ferguson, two catches, totaling 37 yards, and that 30-yard touchdown catch near the end of the first half. Gibson Carey, one catch for 11. Dawson Miller, one for 10, rushing. Dalton Tisdale, three carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. Brendan Myers, six for 25. Uh, Gibson Carey, one for a net of zero. Gavin Moore had a 46-yard punt. Jason Stutzman had a 10-yard kick return. Callahan Lamb, what a stud on defense. Nine total tackles, four each for Dalton Tisdale, Gibson Carey, and Logan Markey. Yeah, (coughs) Sean, can I ask you, what did you have for Trey Miller on his runs? Uh, one for, uh, that's receiving, uh, one for 15, uh, six for 27, longest of 10. Okay, and then, I'm sorry, but Jackson Riley, that's what, what was his? Five for 33. Okay, five for 30, okay. So again, 120 total rushing yards for the Cardinals compared to 52 for Sturgis. Uh, 53 yards on the passing game for the Cardinals compared to 58 for the Trojans. So that totals 173 total yards for Coldwater on 34 plays compared to 110 yards on 16 plays for the Trojans. But two costly turnovers proving to be the difference. Yeah, they are. And and I think the, the positive you can take out of this first half is the Cardinals played with Sturgis you know they were able to to move the ball they could grind out enough first downs to uh, sustain a drive but uh, you know uh, we'll see what how this pans out in the second half as far as the you know the size of Sturgis if that's going to uh, be more evident in this second half certainly the Cardinals both sides of the ball uh, line of scrimmage held their own with uh, Sturgis and it's a very veteran team, you know. This Coach Scorfire mentioned to you, Sean, in the in the opening. <clears throat> we have some experience, but we're actually still pretty young yet. Whereas Sturgis, with their 19 seniors and and at least 12 of them that are three-year starters, certainly more of a veteran team. That's some scoring updates. Uh, Quincy leading Sand Creek, I believe it's seven nothing, and Bronson on top of Prairie Heights, 22 nothing. Uh, that's early. Of course, Union City hosting Centerville tomorrow. Here at Cardinal Field, Coldwater trailing Sturgis 21-6, but the Cardinals will get the ball to start the second half in two minutes. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. 
Friday nights at the game can feel like a heat wave or winter's worst, so be prepared either way. Hi, I'm Al Rackesey with Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery. We carry logo t-shirts and shorts for the warm nights and insulated scarves, hats, and coats for the cold nights. We're a one-stop shop for school spirit wear, promotional items, and banners. Call Integrity Apparel Screen Printing and Embroidery at 278-8101 or stop in at 52 West Chicago Street in downtown Coldwater. Are you dreaming of lakeside living in beautiful Coldwater, Michigan? Look no further than Case Realty Group, your number one lake sales team and lake specialist. Whether you're buying or selling, trust the experts who know the ins and outs of lakefront properties. I'm Carmen Case, and with Case Realty Group, you'll receive top-notch service, unmatched market knowledge, and a seamless experience. Dive into your dream home today. Call Case Realty Group or visit us online at caserealtygroup.com. It's your birthday, and El Cerrito wants to say... Happy birthday, Panchita! Happy birthday to you! So come in, enjoy a great meal, and for dessert, they'll serve you up a free dish of fried ice cream. It's no wonder everyone loves dining at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, along with friendly service, authentic Mexican food, and a festive atmosphere. Stop by for your birthday or any day. El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant in downtown Coldwater and in the Kroger Plaza, Hillsdale. Every family has unique housing needs. Matt Hala talks about the advantages of building a forever home. Forever homes are designed with universal accessibility in mind. Interior doors at 36 inches allow freer movement throughout the house. Increased clearance around islands for wheelchair accessibility. And we can design zero entry porches and garages. Start planning your forever home today. Stop by Matt Hala Homes on US 12 east of Coldwater. Visit MattHalaHomes.com or check them out on Facebook. Matt Hala Homes, always built around family. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Be listening to the end of our broadcast. We will name a McDonald's player of the game. Brought to you by your local McDonald's restaurants of Branch County. Yeah, we got Trey Miller and Kendall Austin deep for this kick from Sturgis. This kicker has had a big leg. He's been able to just about reach the goal line. Gavin Moore will kick off from the South 40. Sturgis leading Coldwater 21-6. They put up more offensive yards, but they only have the one Zach Coffing touchdown to show for it. Meanwhile, Trey Miller returns the kick uh, from about the 5 to the 20, so a 15-yard return. Brock Ferguson on the stop for the Trojans. Get a couple of uh, people on that kick return team. We had number four, Drew Ennis was out there. Uh, Keevan Zabonik, number 28. Oh, just got an update from the Quincy Sand Creek game. The Orioles now up on the Aggies, 14 to nothing. Noah Pearson with an 80-yard TD run. Okay, here come the Cardinals. Again, Porter split out wide left. Otherwise, we're in the same formation we saw earlier. The two wings and a fullback. It's going to be a keeper by coughing. I think the Trojans are finally figuring out uh, that play. Running right side, he was only able to get about three. 14 carries by coughing in that first half. You know, offensively, the Cardinals have been doing holding their own against this really beefy 
D-line of the Trojans, which again averages about 288 across. Yep. 243 for the front seven total. Coughing out of the shotgun. Fake the handoff. Now rolling to the left. Intercepted at the 46-yard line. Rayshon Ote making his first appearance in the game, certainly making an impact. Yeah, pass was downfield intended for the tight end, Tyson Roby. And Ote, who had, as you mentioned, had to set out the first half, we learned. Got right into things here in the first minute. So the first Cardinal drive of the second half ends with another turnover. Second interception of coughing tonight. And after the return, the Trojans are back in the red zone. Tanner Patrick under center out of the eye. Handoff goes to Brendan Myers running right side. Very short gain, if that. Yep, looks like coughing over there. Also, Eddie Poole, it looked like, in there at the linebacker spot. I remember he did get a couple starts last season. Yeah, yeah. Coach Scorfar kind of interchanging some of those linebackers, get some fresh ones in there. And it's first game. Want to see how how people, uh, especially from the scrimmage of last week. Tanner Patrick out of the eye. Fake the hand off to Myers. Ball is dropped near the goal line. Uh, Callahan Land, the 220-pound tight end, had it and dropped it. Yeah, you were mentioning his tackle totals at halftime. He's nine. Yeah, he's he's been a big factor. He's been in uh, Zach Coffing's grill quite a bit in that first half. Third and ten, just underway in the second half. 10-18 left in the third quarter. Tanner Patrick out of the shotgun. Couple receivers to the left. Patrick rolling left to pass. Ball is caught by Ote to the 11 and then dropped backwards. Decision time, I think, for head coach Chance Stewart uh, with a fourth and one coming up. First down markers at the 10. Ball spotted at the 11, left hash mark. Yep, not much doubt that Trojans will go for this. Fourth and a yard. The decision time coming on what play do you run? Cardinal fans making noise underneath us. They want the stop so bad. Going under center. Handoff goes left side, and it's going to be an 11-yard touchdown run for Dalton Tisdale, his second of the game. On that fourth and one from the 11-yard line, good downfield block as well, and running it in for the score here. 9.26 to go in the third quarter. Tisdale's second touchdown on the night. Gavin Moore looking to go four for four on point after kicks. Ball was deflected at the line. 
Yep, one of the Cardinals got a hand on it. Oh, 27 to 6. It's a 21 point Sturgis lead with 9.26 left in the third quarter. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. Nottawa Gas is more than just your local family owned propane supplier. For over 20 years, they've been a part of your life. Right now, pay just $1.64 a gallon with Nottawa Gas on your next fill up. With their remote tank monitoring system, you'll never have to worry about running out of gas or manage your monthly payments with their budget plan. Nottawa Gas offers convenient payment options too. Including automatic payments and safe, secure online bill pay. Nottawa Gas, just east of Nottawa on M66, south of Tecantra and Old 27, or online at nottawagas.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. The story of this game is written, especially if Sturgis hangs on for the victory. Uh, turnovers will be the uh, defining theme. Three total. That's a. Uh, led either directly or indirectly to three of the Sturgis scores. Yes, it has. It's been a, been a big, big factor in this game. Cardinals again will be in formation to receive this kick. Dalton Tisdale, the 11-yard TD run for his second of the game. Here comes the kickoff from Gavin Moore. It's a line drive kick. It's going to be caught at the four-yard line. Return to the 20. Tell you the return guy, Kendall Austin, was looking for a lead blocker, but he didn't get it, and he paid the price at the 21. And Tisdale, who just scored the touchdown, credited with the stop. He's all over the place. Logan Smirtka, 5'10", 185-pound junior. He was in on that kick-receive team as well. Try to get these people. Looks like we got Charlie Gruner in there, number 53 on the offense here, too. It's going to be on the O-line. First and 10 from the 23. Ball down on the ground with a run up the middle. Sturgis thinks they've recovered. We'll wait for the final decision. Apparently the Cardinal is going to maintain possession. We've got a flag. Oh, no, I guess Sturgis now thinks they have it. Got a flag at the spot of the fumble. Here from our referee, Paul Guthrie. There's no flag on the play. There's all a play. First on White. Oh, it is a fumble recovery by the Trojans. Another one. Gibson Carey credited with the fumble recovery. Oh, boy, the turnovers forcing the Cardinals. Fourth one of the night, yes. 27-6, Sturgis already up on top, and they're in good position to add more. You get the feeling that the new silver football trophy will be heading west at the end of the night. Unfortunately, looking that way with 9-10 to go in the third quarter here. Sturgis taking over at the Cardinal, 28. Tanner Patrick under center with a single running back. Fake the handoff to the running back. Down, Tanner Patrick goes. Let's see. 
Excellent pursuit there. Drake Thornton, and uh, there was one other that was uh, credited with the sack as well, it looks like. Yeah, it was Tyson Roby. No, Roby and Thornton with a half a sack. Yes. Boy, they were in on right. The quarterback had no chance on that one. Cardinals want to get the ball back so desperately. It was a 12-yard loss on the sack. Second and 22, ball back at the 40. And Tanner Patrick back in the shotgun. Fake the handoff to Brendan Myers. There's another play. Looks like he got tripped up by Roby. Yeah, Roby again. Wow, this but on, is... on the other hand, if the Cardinals come back to win, uh, their defense... Uh, might be uh, the MVPs here. <laughs> it sets up a third and 32 from midfield. Just For all intents and purposes, Sturgis is almost uh, to Baroque. <laughs> Outstanding job, Tyson Roby. Balls at midfield. Trips to the left, one receiver to the right. Patrick to the left. Ball is dropped by Ote at the 42. Jack Rudin was ready to bring him down if, if uh, Rayshon Ote was able to hang on to the ball. Yep, comes the punt unit in for Sturgis. Couple outstanding defensive plays there. And it looks like Zach Coffing and Trey Miller will be going back uh, to attempt the return. Brock Ferguson, your punter, standing at around his own 35-yard line. Seven forty and counting left to play in the first half. Ferguson roaming right to get the punt. It's a short punt, but takes a good Sturgis bounce. Bounces to the 20, and the ball is still going. It's going to be finally brought down at the 10. Well, it was a bad snap. Sturgis punter flushes to his right. Got a short kickoff, but what a uh, roll he got. A good 20 yards at least. So Cardinals from their own 10. 7.25 to go third quarter. Trailing the Sturgis Trojans, 27 to six. It's a three score deficit for the Cardinals. Jackson Riley is gonna come out and take a break here. He looks exhausted and he slaps both hands on top of his helmet, showing his disgust at the way things are transpiring right now. Zach coughing out of the shotgun. It's gonna be a keeper, left side, short gain. Only two? Wow. Logan Markey, the big 340-pounder, in on the tackle. Here comes Drew Ennis into the game for the Cardinals for Rudin. Rudin's going to take a break here. So we saw Jackson Riley as well. Of course, they, they both go both ways, linebackers on defense. Well, it's the same two-wing formation. Coughing, a handoff, and a run off the right side to about the 23-yard line. Yep, Trey Miller 
Rolled around a couple of times. Gets up a little, little slow there. But a nice run. About 11 yards in the first down. Well, under, coach, under six and a half minutes left to play in the third quarter. Do you think the Cardinals see a little bit more urgency down three scores? Well, for sure, you know, and they've they've struggled to get the ball in the air, but uh, trying to establish a ground game here as well. This time, it's Kendall Lawson running left side to about the 26. Easton Foster on the stop. 27 to 6, Sturgis up 21 points, 5.50 and counting left to play third quarter. Yeah, Coach Scorfire mentioned uh, last year some of the things they struggled with was, was struggling with adversity. And Second and seven, it's a keeper by coughing, another short gain. He's close to the 30. And he mentioned in those scrimmages last week that they uh, saw some of those th same things and addressed them and hopefully learned from that. But again, as we were saying earlier, this Sturgis team, 5-5 five and five a year ago and a very veteran club. Of course, great size that we've talked about through the evening as well. A big third and five coming up. Well, Sturgis finished tied for third in the Wolverine Conference last year. And off goes right side. Good enough for a first down. A burst there by Rudin. Rudin coming back in after a brief breather. Well, and, and as we mentioned at halftime, Sean, I mean, you look at the actually the yards, the first down, the yards from scrimmage, Cardinals are, are competitive. It's just been the turnovers that have killed them tonight. Four total, three of them leading either directly or indirectly to Sturgis scores. Swing pass out on the flat. First catch of the season for Evan Porter. Yep, coughing just uh, two steps back. Got it out there quickly to Porter. Got a short gain. Gain of three, second down coming up. We got a okay. We got a flag on the play over there. I'm just noticing it. It's on yes. the far side. Here's referee Paul Guthrie. As soon as he turns his mic on, holding, offense, ten yard penalty, first down. Ooh boy. That's interesting. I mean, man, Coughing got the ball out there to the sideline in like two seconds. So uh, the Cardinals are going to be pushed back to the 26. Zach getting the play, hustling back into the huddle. 3.54 to go in the third quarter. The Sturgis fans opposite side uh, chanting, we can't hear you. Handoff goes to the fullback. Good burst of speed off the right side. 
It's going to be close to the first down for Rudin. Uh, uh, first, uh, uh, close to the original line of scrimmage, I had failed to note mentally the fact that the Cardinals were guilty of the hold. And to be honest, I didn't see that hold well, back a couple plays ago. Mm-hmm. So a 10-yard gain, it's still second and 10. Let's see if Rudin can do that again. Well, maybe not on this play because there are trips to the right side, three receivers on the right side and only one running back, that being Rudin. Coughing, pump fake on the right side. He's in pursuit, and he's going to be brought down by a couple of Trojans. One of them is Alex Massey, the 305-pounder. Yeah, coughing, rolling to his right this time. Looks like he wanted to go down into that trips formation, just didn't get an opportunity. So it's going to set up third and 15 from their own 31. Well, it's almost halftime up at Lakeview, and they lead Harper Creek 14-7. Quick check of the WTVB scoreboard. Third and 15 back here, counting down to two minutes left to play in the half. Passing play by Coughing, straight drop back, looking right side, looking for Roby, juggling catch, and he hangs on to it at the 35. That was a great job by Tyson Roby. We, we saw him with two quarterback sacks in that last defensive uh, series, and this Sturgis player was right with him, one-on-one, all the way down, and again. That would be Brendan Myers. Yeah. He came up just short of... Uh, stripping the ball. Roby with another outstanding catch. Spot the ball at the Sturgis 37. First and 10. A minute 45 left to play in the third quarter. Cardinals trail by three scores. Two receivers left, one right. That's the tight end. Coughing going back to pass. He's rolling left. He's deciding to keep it and he gets up to the 34. All the receivers were well covered. So, Zach, that's at least his uh, 16th carry. Boy, he's taken a lot of hits tonight. A tough kid. Going both both ways, of course. Similar to uh, his M.O. of last season. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Tyson Roby has had, uh, had a strong third quarter here. Second and seven. Coughing out a shotgun, two receivers left, one right. It's going to be a handoff to Rudin. He's close to the 25. I'll say he's down at the 27. That's his uh, second carry in a row where, uh, as you mentioned, Sean, earlier, showing a good burst. And it's good enough for the first down. Well, this would do a ton for the Cardinals' psyche here if they could get this one in the end zone. 27-6, 27-6, the current score, Sturgis on top, but the Cardinals are driving from left to right, first and 10. Same formation, two receivers left, one right. Coughing, five-step drop back, looking left side, has an open receiver. It is caught for the touchdown! <laughs> okay, who got that? Was a Porter? I believe Evan Porter, yep. Boy, coughing threw that one up for grabs. He got that ball deep 
to the left side corner, and it was a jump ball. And, of course, Evan Porter, using his 6'5 frame, brought that one down. So what you want to see out of a 6'3 receiver. <laughs> Score coming with 23 seconds left to play in the third quarter, and it looks like the Cardinals are going to go for two. See what they come up with here. Got Porter wide left. Otherwise, same double wing formation. It's going to be a keeper attempt. No, he breaks a tackle. Now he's rolling left. Breaks another tackle. Breaks a third one, but couldn't break the fourth or fifth. Zach, it looked like they were just going to try a uh, run to the right side. It was stopped, so Zach reversed, went left. Broke a couple tackles, but couldn't quite finish the job. It's kind of limping off here on this play. With 23 seconds left in the third quarter, the Cardinals trail by 15 to the Sturgis Trojans, 27 to 12. Let's take this 30-second break. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HaskKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. HaskKwood PC. Lawyers where you live. Lawyers you can trust. AM 1590. FM 95.5. WTVB. 23 seconds left to play in the third quarter. The Cardinals are getting back into this one. Well, that uh, really came in an opportune time for the Cardinals. That long pass downfield to Tyson Roby kind of set that play up. And then the to the far left corner of the end zone, Evan Porter with a jump ball situation made the catch. Cardinals back in it. 27 to 12, 23 seconds to go, third quarter. James Baker getting ready to kick the ball off. It's a short kick. It's going to be, oh, two Trojan players run into each other, but it's caught by an up man. I think that was Caden Waldron with the short return. Yep. I think that's Jackson Riley on the stop. I heard uh, number 57, Logan Smirka. Cool. Well, let's see if the Cardinal defense now can step up again. That was a tremendous defensive stand on Sturgis's last possession. I think that last Sturgis score coming on the heels of uh, the fourth turnover of the night was kind of a wake-up call, especially to the defensive unit. Here, Tanner Patrick out of the shotgun, first and 10 from the 32. Handoff goes left side to Tisdale. Up to the 34, and that'll be the final play of the third quarter. We'll switch sides and continue the drive in one minute. Your score after three quarters from here at Cardinal Field. The Sturgis Trojans 27 and the Coldwater Cardinals 12. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. When the relief valve on your water heater fails, pouring gallons of water into your finished basement, or an electrical shortage in your office causes extensive smoke and water damage, 
or that musty odor indicates you might have a mold problem. You need a lot more than just help cleaning up. That's why ServPro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties is your one-stop shop when disaster strikes. Not only do they have the equipment and expertise to clean up damage from fire, water, or mold, but they also offer a variety of construction services, which means there's just one call to make to bring your home or business back as good as new as soon as possible. So no matter what happens, ServPro is always there to help. Call ServPro of Branch in South Calhoun Counties today at 517-278-5261. That's 517-278-5261 to see how they can help you get back to like it never even happened. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Final quarter from here at Cardinal Field about to get underway. It's Sturgis Ball, second and eight from their 34. Trojans looking to add on to their 27 to 12 lead. Tanner Patrick out of the shotgun, short drop back. Finds an open receiver, it's a tight end, Lamb, he gets up to the 40, he's still on his feet, finally, it took three, four Cardinals to shove him out of bounds near the first down marker. Zach coughing in on the stop, it'll bring up third and one. Boy, that number uh, 85, Callahan Lamb. 6-3 seniors had a heck of a game for Sturgis. Out of the eye. So it's going to be Tisdale with a handoff. The deep man in the eye. Enough for the Trojan first down up to the 45. You lost the ability to hear me, huh? <laughs> that would be uh, in the affirmative, huh? Okay, how about now? <clears throat> so here's what we do. Oh, we fixed Got it. it. Got it. Okay, then. Thank you, John. Two receivers left, one right. High snap, but it's going to be a hand. Oh, my goodness. Did you see how many players Tisdale knocked over? <laughs> he is a bowling ball, 5'9". 180-pound senior. Seven-yard gain for Tisdale, second and three, as Sturgis wants to add another score to the 15-point lead that they currently enjoy. Yep, and they would uh, just love to bleed the clock at this point. I snap. This time it's a... Sophomore Casey Kyle receiving the handoff, and he gets the first down for Sturgis past the 40 up to the 37. We got a flag. I kind of wonder if it might be a hold. This official <laughs> threw that flag. Offense. 10 yards from Spotify. Still second down. Well, there you go. No wonder uh, the sophomore was able to get uh, open space to his left. That official threw the flag from across the field it was a very impressive throw so that's going to take him back 10 yards about as impressive as some of the throws that we've seen tanner patrick complete you know they they have not thrown the ball all that often but they sure have done it effectively 
That's going to set up about second and 13. We'll give you a scoring update after the second and 13 play for Sturgis. Trips to the right side. Patrick rolling right to pass. Ball overthrown over Gibson Carey's hands at the 48 right side. So here's that scoring update at the half out at Sand Creek. Quincy pitching a shutout over the Aggies, 20 to nothing. Hey, good for the Orioles. Boy, that's one of the few passes. Sturgis has overthrown. They've had a couple drops that were right in the receiver's hands, but sets up third and 13 now. 10-17 to go. 27-12, Sturgis. Two receivers left, one right. Patrick out of the shotgun. Short drop back. Oh, nicely played screenplay. Pass was complete to Tisdale. He got popped immediately, lost the ball, but the officials are going to say that it was a dead ball. Boy, Jackson Riley put a hit on, and Tisdale helped up, but uh, does not want to put weight on on that ankle. He's kind of going to limp to the sideline. And thus the official timeout. Ashley Hopkins is the athletic trainer at Sturgis High School. Assisted every once in a while by uh, someone that you and I know, Jody Scheid. Oh, yes. So, fourth and 17. And Rock Ferguson will come out to punt the ball. Only one player back to receive for the Cardinals. Nice punt. Ball is caught by Trey Miller at the 26. He's got How about a heck this? of a return. Oh, what a good block and a great return into Sturgis territory, forced out of bounds at around the 32-31. There yeah. is a flag, though. There's two, three flags. Yeah, unfortunately, that, that is going to be a bad block on a Cardinal. But, uh, yeah, Trey Miller, as you mentioned, back as a solo returner. Again, very a nice punt by Sturgis, but maybe out, out kicking his coverage a little. And Trey made a couple nice moves. And it's going to come back from about the 40 eight of Sturgis, gonna come back about 10 yards. Two flags have yet to be picked up. Paul Guthrie, the referee, conferring with two of his fellow officials. Make sure everybody's on the same page, and now the call. Personal foul, blindside block, red. Resolve plays first down. Yeah, unfortunately, it was kind of right in front of a number of officials, and there wasn't really anyone else in the line of fire. So, but again, really nice th- return by Trey Miller. The type of thing, uh, if, if you're going to get away with doing that, the place to not do it is directly in front of at least three referee, three <laughs> of the officials. Jackson Bowers. 5'11", 280-pound junior. He's coming in on that offensive line now. So that's, what, 10 yards from the spot. Ball's going to be at the 38 of the Cardinals. 
They trail by 15, 9.34 left to play in regulation. Yeah, that's a 15-yard 15 15-yard 15 penalty, yard. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Two receivers left, one right. Oops. Oh, I see. That coughing was uh, one of the receivers. Yeah, they've got the, the freshman, Drayson Foster, into the quarterback spot. And coughing was lined up as a wide receiver. So, something we haven't seen by the Cardinals yet tonight. Drayson Foster, one of the two freshmen up to the varsity. This is going to be his first first play of his varsity career. He's got coughing in the slot left. Foster, low snap. He hands off directly to Rudin. Another quick burst of speed. He gains back uh, some of the penalty yardage. We'll get a whistle on another official timeout. Jack Rudin really running hard here in the second half. We got Matthew Wickey, a 315-pounder for Sturgis coming off the field. He had just uh, two carries in that first half, Rudin for 15 yards, but he's uh, been more active here in the second half. Okay, now we have coughing at quarterback and Drayson Foster in the slot left. Second and five, a 10-yard gain there for Rudin. It's going to be a keeper by coughing and about three from the left side. Jason Stutzman on the tackle for Sturgis. Under nine minutes left to play in the game. Trojans of Sturgis leading the Cardinals of Coldwater 27-12. to Kendall Austin as a receiver on the right side. Two receivers to the left. Out of the shotgun, Foster passes to Porter. Forced out of bounds, past the 45, more than enough for the first down. <laughs> Drayson had some zip on that ball. That's his first completion as a varsity quarterback. I think the Cardinals, their idea was that, okay, this is going to be Zach Coffing's senior year, and then probably Foster would take over after that. But... Uh, so you got Porter and coughing receivers on the right side. Drayson Foster out of the shotgun. Jack Rudin, the fullback, next to him. Foster going back to pass. Slings it another strike to Porter at the 39 before being brought back. <laughs> so the uh, Drayson Foster era getting an early start here. 8-13 to go in the game. He's an outstanding athlete, a really good basketball player, very fast. Not a lot of size. Let's see what they have him listed as here. Um, 5'6", 129 pounds. So remember, he's a freshman. There's plenty of room to grow, I'm sure. Same formation, second and six. Foster, screen, screen. pass to Rudin. Gets up to about the 38 and wrapped up and over a couple of Trojans. Spot the ball at the 37. First down markers at the 33. 
Yeah, he had one of those 300-pound Trojans on Rudin that time. It's going to set up third and four. Can you imagine being in the middle of a 600-pound sandwich? <laughs> There's been a few of those tonight. Third and four. Foster calling an audible and bringing Kendall Austin into the wing right side. Now in motion on the right. Porter and coughing to the left. Low snap and Rudin all he could to try and smother the ball. Yeah. Yeah, the ball was snapped really to Rudin's feet between he and Foster. And Jack covers it up. It's going to set up fourth and eight or nine. Fourth and nine, about five-yard loss on the play. Clock moving, 6.38 and counting left to play in the game. Cardinals trail 27 to 12. Cardinals are going to go for it here on fourth and long. Yep, nothing to lose here. They've got Austin split right. Coughing in the slot left behind Porter. Foster rolling right to pass. And essentially threw the ball away. Yeah, he used his speed to flush to the right, but didn't get the uh, completion looking for Austin. That'll allow Sturgis to take over on downs. 6.14 to go. They have a 15-point lead, and they're 6 minutes and 14 seconds away from taking the Sturge, the uh, silver football back to Sturgis for the first time in, uh, I think, 11 years. Is when they inaugurated the second silver football Sturgis won it first in 2012 of course you have seen the original silver football in the state that it was in when then athletic director Diane Vandenhow collaborated with her counterpart in Sturgis at the time to get a new one yeah and off on first and ten to Casey Kyle for no gain Cardinals Quinton Rust in on that play. 5'9", 250-pound junior. Again, we have uh, Eddie Poole at the linebacker spot, getting a few new faces in here. Uh, Ennis is at a linebacker as well. Which Ennis? There's Drew. two of them. <laughs> yeah. The other one is uh, the other freshman, Dayton. Tanner Patrick still in at quarterback, rolling the pass in the... Ball was almost intercepted by Austin, it looked like. Yeah, I think Jackson Riley got a hand on that. Mm. So as I was saying about the original silver football trophy, which is permanently encased in the Coldwater High School trophy case, by the time it was retired, it looked like a raisin. <laughs> because it had gotten beaten up by so many uh, bus rides over the years. On third and 10, trips to the left side. Patrick finds an open receiver right at midfield. It is Rayshon Ote. He gets the first down. He's gained tackle past the 45 to the 43. Kendall Austin on the tackle, first down Sturgis. Get some of these Cardinals we're seeing for maybe the first time tonight. Wyatt Thomas, 5'6", 
250-pound junior in there on the defensive line now. Coach Scorfar trying to get as many Cardinals as possible in there tonight. Two receivers left, one right, first and 10 from the 43. And off goes left side to the fullback, Dalton Tisdale. He's still on his feet. He was this close to bursting it open for his third score of the night. Yeah, he's back. We saw him limp off here a little bit ago, but he's back and looking no worse for wear. He brings the ball up to the 23. Alex Crabtree now in on that D line as well. 5'10", 300-pound junior. So that was about a 21-yard carry for Tisdale. First and 10. 428 left. Cardinals trail by 15. One, two receivers right, one left. It's going to be a handoff to uh, guess who, the fullback. This time it was Brendan Myers running the sweep right side. 4.15 to go in this game. 27-12, Sturgis taking advantage of those Cardinal turnovers. Four total. Yep, in this uh, season opener here at Cardinal Field. Well, taking a look at what's coming up for both of these teams next week. We'll complete the thought after this second and four play. Two receivers left, one right. Patrick hands off to Brendan Myers. Gets up to the 18, short of the first down. We'll bring up third and one. So Sturgis will have their home opener next Thursday, and they will host the Maroon Giants of Kalamazoo Central. Uh, K-Central's game against Loy Norix yesterday wound up getting canceled because of the heat. Of course, the storms moving through didn't help uh, matters either. And meanwhile, the Cardinals will be traveling to Plainwell to face another group of Trojans yes. from the Wolverine Conference. Back-to-back -back Trojans. Looks like uh, Sturgis. Sturgis is going to take a timeout here. Yep. Three and a half minutes left to play in the game. It's Sturgis 27, Coldwater 12. Uh, we'll take this 30-second break. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. 55 years is a lot to celebrate, and we want to celebrate with you. It's Culey's Jewelry's 55th anniversary celebration, August 21st through the 26th. Stop in and sign up to win great prizes all week. Come see our beautiful selection of in-stock engagement rings starting at only $3.99. We have a huge selection of new fall merchandise, like designer jewelry from Anya Hay. With specials throughout the store, it's a great time to lay away for Christmas. Ear piercing daily. Come celebrate with us. Culey's Jewelry and so much more. Downtown Coldwater since 1968. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. 27 to 12, Sturgis leading Coldwater with three and a half minutes left in the season opener. Uh, the Cardinals, as we were mentioning before the break, playing at Plainwell next week. Turns out that Plainwell's season opener against Hamilton at home will be played tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Late morning, early afternoon, from what I understand. Well, that's kind of nice. Cardinal staff will be able to view that. Hand off to Tisdale on third and one, and is going to be brought down for a loss. Ball is at the 13. 
Well, Matt Nichols among those helping out on the stop, a three-yard loss. Fourth and four. Clock counting down, three minutes and change left to play in the game. See if the Cardinals can get a stop here and have that offense back on one more time. Two receivers left, one right. Patrick out of the shotgun. I snap, fake the handoff to Tisdale. It's going to be a keeper. Naked bootleg by Patrick, forced out of bounds, past the five. For the three, first and goal. Yep, quarterback keeper all the way there. Rudin knocking him out at about the three. First and goal, and uh, a score here really would solidify uh, Sturgis in uh, not only this game, but uh, as definitely a team to look out for in the Wolverine Conference. Of course, when you look at the Wolverine Conference, yet again, the uh, championship will have to run through Edwardsbury. That's who the Trojans will face in the regular season finale. First and goal, Tisdale, handoff, touchdown. Wide open, up the middle. By third touchdown of the night for Tisdale. It's got uh, a lot of quickness. Strong back. Replacing their back from a year ago that had over, over 2,000 yards. He's going to Olivet. And here's where I remind you that they did over the summer rename your alma mater, the University of Olivet. <laughs> had to change a lot of logos. I haven't looked at their website. Have they had to change the uh, address of their website? I would presume so. And uh, they had to redo the uh, gym floor. Gavin Moore with a point after kick. 34 to 12. It is a 22-point Sturgis lead with 239 left. AM 1590, WTVB Coldwater, FM 95.5, W238CD Coldwater, and WTVBAM.com are all services of Midwest Communications. As we are at 910 on this uh, Friday night, Sean Watson and Mike Murphy bringing you the regular season revival of the Coldwater-Sturgis rivalry, and this will be in another two and a half minutes and change, uh, Chance Stewart's first coaching victory over the Cardinals. Of course, he was able to beat them as a player his freshman, junior, and sophomore years of high school. And their first road win in at least a couple of years. That's right. Uh, they went 5-5 five and five last year. Well, Quinberry is going to be with you next week up in Plainwell. And back when uh, Quinn and I were in school, this was this was always the final football game of the year. And, and our biggest rival at that time, for sure, was Sturgis. Well, let's see. The Cardinals will get a chance to run a few more offensive plays here. See if Drayson Foster stays in at quarterback. He certainly displayed a strong arm there. Here comes a kickoff. Oh, what a boom by Gavin Moore. Ball is caught at the five. And an ankle tackle tripping up Kendall Austin past the 15. Yeah. 
So here come the Cardinals here with 2.33 to go. Uh, Foster, you might remember, had a sister go through and play sports at Coldwater. Yes, we all remember Jayla Foster, whose uh, senior basketball season was derailed by knee surgery. Yeah, volleyball player. She uh, only played varsity volleyball that one year, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. I think her big sport was softball. Yeah, I think she uh, I think she went to a college for softball. Coldwater is going to take a timeout. There was time running out on the play clock before the Cardinals could uh, get the playoff first and ten from their twelve. Sturgis thirty-four and Coldwater twelve. Sturgis will start off the season one and zero with again their first road victory in at least a couple years. They went five and five. They won all five of their games at home. Boy, and, and, and as we mentioned earlier, Sean, this is a very veteran team that Chance Stewart is looking to make some noise this year. That one of those opportunities when when you get a lot of three-year starters, a very senior-laden team, you, you hope to to go away for sure. Coming out of the timeout, they didn't use all the time. In the, oh, my goodness, that's a high snap. Foster is going to be brought down near the goal line. Yeah, he was in the shotgun. The uh, hike was way over his head. He did a good job to get his knees down before getting into the end zone. He's at about the one-yard line, maybe yes. less. A loss of 16 on the bad snap. Looks like number 81 coming in at end. Salah Nasser. Hmm. A second and 26. Looks like Foster's going under center. Whistle. And a flag delay. is thrown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like delay. Offense. Half the distance to the goal, still second down. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's got to be in the shadow of the goal line here down at the far end. Now second and 26 and a half, right? Mm -hmm. Try to plunge it up the middle and a little bit of breathing room to about the four for Foster. And there was much rejoicing. Comes to the sideline and uh, his shoulder, shoulder pad flapping outside the jersey here. He's got to get fixed. See Mason Grabowski uh, running out to the field. Yep. Coach Scorfard doing a good job getting everybody at least a at least a player or two out there tonight. Nasser coming out. Third and 21, the two-wing formation. Foster under center. And off to Trey Miller running the right side and gets up to the nine. About a five-yard gain. 
Now, if they time it right, that might be the last play of the game. Fourth and 21 if the Cardinals decide to go for it. There's 20 seconds left on the game clock, 24 on the play clock. Yep, Cardinals along the sideline here getting ready for the lineup across midfield. A handshake line, and we see the Sturgis Trojans getting ready to do the same with six seconds left on the game clock. Double zeros on the scoreboard, and the Sturgis Trojans are going to bring the silver football back to the SHS tro uh, Trojan Trophy case. Final score from here at Cardinal Field, Sturgis 34 and Coldwater 12. Now we just got to wait for uh, the rest of the Cardinals on the field to come to the sideline and get in the line. We're going to stay here because there's going to be the exchanging of the trophy. Yep, we see it out there. Looks like our new superintendent holding it there. Paul Flynn, right? Yeah. The renewal of the rivalry, the 98th edition. This is going to put Sturgis two wins up, 49 to 47 with two ties. Two years away from number 100. The handshake line continuing in front of us. And again, we're going to stay here for the trophy presentation. Phil Herman down getting things around. I have no idea how many years Phil has been in his position, but it's a bundle. And of course, we think about the, the beauty of the victory bell that he was largely responsible for just a couple of years ago, getting re refinished. Cardinal marching band heading back to Coldwater High School. You see the Sturgis Trojan football team singing the fight song in front of their student sections other end of the stadium. Cardinals all lined up across about midfield. I think they're going to be there be there to see the presentation. Large band numbers this summer. Uh, we saw practicing, getting ready for this opener of the football season, and as they head off down the track. Let's not mention the uh, not to mention the fair parade back at the beginning of August. Yeah, yeah. Was the official debut of this year's edition of the CMB. In their t-shirts and shorts appropriately tonight? Yes. Can you imagine wearing the full uniform tonight? We were talking about that at the fair parade. Now here's the captains meeting. Coffee, Rudin, and Roby. And the Sturgis captains are holding up the silver football. That's going to conclude the ceremony. Cardinals heading to the locker room. Certainly some positives they can take from this, Sean, this opener tonight. We'll talk about that after this three-minute break. Our final score once again, Sturgis 34 and Coldwater 12. You're listening to Cardinal Football on WTVB. Recycling your cardboard with Union Pallet and Container Company of Coldwater can deliver real value to your business and the environment. 
Recycling just one ton of cardboard saves more than 17 trees and eliminates landfill waste. To learn how you can help save the environment by recycling your company's cardboard, call Union Pallet and Container in Coldwater at 279-4888. That's 279-4888. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. The no problem people, your local auto owner's agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lyons, and Melanie Pish at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HaskKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Haskwood PC, lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. Do you see yourself traveling, working part-time, or moving somewhere warmer when you retire? Hi, I'm Jay Wright, your Coldwater Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I want to help make your retirement goals a reality. Let's talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how you get there. Together, we can plan for the expected and make sure you're ready for the unexpected. Call me at 279-1938 to get started today. That's 279-1938. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Like to be a pet owner to something unusual? Something slimy? Hairy. Slithery. Or downright homely? Something that might even terrify the average person? Come to Jungle Pets. For the squeamish, don't worry. They also have cute and furry pets. New arrivals weekly. So stop by often or check their Facebook page. Jungle Pets also carries food and supplies for all the pets they sell, including live and frozen feeders that you won't find anywhere else in Branch County. Jungle Pets in downtown Coldwater. Nottawa Gas is more than just your local family-owned propane supplier. For over 20 years, they've been a part of your life. Right now, pay just $1.64 a gallon with Nottawa Gas on your next fill-up. With their remote tank monitoring system, you'll never have to worry about running out of gas or manage your monthly payments with their budget plan. Nottawa Gas offers convenient payment options, too, including automatic payments and safe, secure online bill pay. Nottawa Gas, just east of Nottawa on M66, south of Tecantra and Old 27, or online at nottawagas.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Cardinal Field. Sean Watson and Mike Murphy, Mike's side. It was a fun game to watch. It was a great atmosphere. Full bleachers on both sides of the stadium here at Cardinal Field. And the Sturgis Trojans took advantage of four cold water turnovers to get the win 34-12 in the renewal of the longstanding rivalry. Yes, Sean. Uh, Boy, just a huge crowd. It's been a while since. Uh, the, it was kind of like a homecoming crowd tonight, but uh, Sturgis really brought a contingent. Uh, they're pretty fired up about their squad this year, and, and Coldwater had a great crowd tonight. We heard the concessions were just overrun through the evening, so so that's a, that's a good sign. And, and, you know, talking to Coach McConnell here, you know, the Cardinals had some things certainly that they can build on and work on. Obviously, the turnovers killed them tonight. 
Sturgis was able to score off, I think, maybe all of them, at least three. Three. Three yeah. of the four turnovers. Yeah. And uh, so, but some things to build on and uh, looking forward. Now let's start off our recap of this game with a scoring summary. 7.21 left in the first quarter. Dalton Tisdale with the first of his three touchdown runs from one yard out. Point after kick by Gavin Moore was good to make it 7-0. That was your score after one. With 9.32 left to play in the second quarter, Zach Coughing with a two-yard TD run. His point after uh, his team's point after attempt was blocked. Seven to six, Sturgis on top. Cardinals got the ball back, but uh, Jack Rudin fumbled the ball at the Sturgis 11-yard line, and that was an 89-yard scoop and score by Caden Waldron that uh, put the Trojans pretty much up for good, 14 to six after the point after kick with 7:48 left in the second quarter, and then following an interception, first play after Tanner Patrick with a 30-yard bomb to Brock Ferguson. A point after kick was good with 40 seconds left in the second quarter, 21 to six, that was your halftime score. With 9.26 left to play in the third quarter after another cold water turnover, the Trojans capitalized. Dalton Tisdale with an 11-yard touchdown run. The point after kick though was blocked. 27 to six was your score. The Cardinals got back into it, Zach coughing. 27-yard touchdown pass to Evan Porter deep in the end zone. They attempted the two-point conversion run, but coughing was stopped. That came with 23 seconds left in the third quarter, 27-12 Trojans. That was your score after three. Final score of the game came with 2.39 left to play in the fourth quarter. Three-yard touchdown run by Dalton Tisdale, his third of the game point after was good, 34-12. So taking a look at the team stats, Cardinals had the edge in total offense, 301 yards on 59 plays compared to 38 plays, 182 yards for Sturgis. They outran the ball, 176 yards to 97, and they had more uh, passing yards, 125 total compared to 85 for Sturgis. But again, four turnovers, three leading directly to scores. That's a killer. Yeah, it was. It was the story of the game tonight. Um, you know, they say you make the biggest improvement from week one to week two, and certainly the Cardinals hope that's going to be the case. To run 59 plays offensively is pretty impressive. Um, Especially against this beefy offensive line and a defensive line. Sturgis was just beefy overall. Yes, yes, they were. And to give away that much weight, and to hold your own on the line of scrimmage, basically, uh, at least offensively, um, you know, is is a, a positive. Um, shall, will we see the freshman Foster quarterback more as we go along? Will uh, coughing become more of a running back, or will they stay with the veteran? Be interesting to see how we go along and how things develop when we go to Plainwell next week. Uh, do you want to be the one that asks Scorf that next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'll... He, he's probably going to keep it close to his chest. That's what I'm going to be predicting when we do the pregame interview next week. Right, right. Uh, that, but, those things will all play out as, as time goes on. But uh, but certainly, um, 
if you can eliminate those turnovers, uh, certainly some optimism for this, this year's edition of the Cardinals. Well, let's go over some individual numbers, starting off with the victorious Trojans. Dalton Tisdale, nine carries, 75 net yards, and three touchdowns. Longest run was of 21 yards. And then Brendan Myers had nine carries for 33 yards. Tanner Patrick, 8 of 14 passing, 85 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Brock Ferguson had two catches for 37 yards and that 30-yard touchdown. Rayshon O'Tay played in the second half only, but had two catches for 24 yards. Gibson Carey, one for 11. Dawson Miller, one for 10. Brock Ferguson had two punts, averaged 36 yards per punt. Callahan Lamb leading the defense with nine total tackles. Uh, He wasn't much of a factor in the second half because that was the same tackle total from the first half. Dawson Miller had six tackles, Brendan Myers with five, Dalton Tisdale with five. And now for the Cardinals, Zach Coffing, 20 carries, a net of 54 yards and a touchdown. Jack Rudin, seven carries for 51 yards. Trey Miller, eight carries for 43 yards. Jackson Riley, six for 38. So uh, that's something to look forward to as the uh, vaunted Cardinal rushing attack might be back. Yeah, and, and, you know, between those four, Four runners, you know, they had some some good balance, so uh, that was good to see. Zach Coffing passing, 9 of 12 for 126 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And uh, Drayson Foster, 2 of 3 passing, a net of negative one yard. You finished for the night. Evan Porter, four catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Tyson Roby led the team in total yards receiving. Three catches, 55 yards, and then Jack Rudin, two for five. Trey Miller, one for 15. Zach Coffing led the defense with six total tackles. Jackson Riley with four. Drake Thornton and Jack Rudin with three apiece. Good, uh, you know, some good senior play there from Roby, Rudin, uh, certainly Coffing. You know, who you want, uh, you know, that's three three captains, who you want to be your leaders of this team, and, and, and they stepped up tonight. Let's go ahead and take this one final break for your local area McDonald's restaurants and then name our McDonald's player of the game. Are you or your kids looking for a job with a flexible work schedule with a higher pay scale than ever? The perfect opportunity is available at your local McDonald's. All three McDonald's locations in Coldwater, Quincy, and Bronson have openings right now. They'll work around school and sports schedules, and they're paying up to $14 per hour based on availability. Stop in for more information or go online to mcdonalds.com. Find that perfect, great-paying job right now at your local McDonald's. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. With our first McDonald's player of the game of the 2023 season, uh, Jack Rudin looked really good running the ball in the second half. Yes, he did. And, uh, you know, Tyson Roby had a good second half as well. He had a couple nice plays defensively, a couple really nice catches. Um, and, you Rudin, know, Rudin finished with three tackles as well. Yep. And, and certainly Zach, you know, played. Uh, he took a lot of punishment uh, on, on, as the quarterback and on some of those pass plays and, and on some of the hits as he uh, was making his way downfield. So, so as we say, uh, you know, I really thought the, uh, the captains led the way tonight. Um, and to show those that are, have a little less experience or first-year varsity, uh, you know, this is, this is how we get it done. But uh, So uh, 
of that group, who do you want to go with? It's a, it's a tough call. I guess, I guess I would go with Tyson Roby, um, but uh, yeah, it's very close between those three. Uh, why don't we give it to all three? Sounds, sounds fine to me, I think, I mean, you know, it, as it, the it, captains of this group. You can't deny what uh, Zach Coffing did, uh, 54 yards rushing, 9 of 12 passing for 126 yards, and led the team in total tackles with six. Yep. Then, of course, you had uh, three catches, 55 yards for Tyson Roby, and then Jack Rudin, seven carries for 51 yards and three tackles. All three of them, Zach Coffing, Jack Rudin, and Tyson Roby, senior captains, uh, are McDonald's players of the game as Sturgis beats Coldwater 34-12. to uh, You are going to be uh, sticking around uh, here in Coldwater next Thursday. Quinberry and I go up to Plainwell. Yes, uh, the other Trojans to uh, take on the Plainwell Trojans. And let's see what uh, it'll have. The Cardinals will have a few days to get things, some kinks ironed out and uh, hopefully have an even stronger showing next week. That will be a 7 o'clock kickoff next Thursday. Our pregame coverage will begin next Thursday at 6.30. We hope you can join us. Uh, one last scoring update before we sign off. Quincy with a 20-6 to lead out at Sand Creek, and that was early in the third quarter. Of course, we'll have all of the uh, scores you need to know coming up. Uh, well, later tonight we'll post them on Facebook as they come in, and definitely tomorrow morning. I'm, uh, I've got newsroom duty tomorrow. And I'm also filling in for Best of Delaney in the morning. So oh, hey. super busy. That's for a part of the morning. The other part of the morning show, Tim Hart's going to be live from Quincy Days. All right. So All right. Tune in. He's, he's going to be in, uh, in his element, shall we yeah, say. Absolutely. That's coming up tomorrow. But for now, that's a story from here at Cardinal Field for Mike Murphy, for our producer engineer, Ken Delaney, Sean Watson signing off from the home of the Cardinals on opening night. The 98th renewal of the Coldwater Sturgis football rivalry goes to the Sturgis Trojans. Final score, 34-12. Until next Thursday from Plainwell. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's game. Brought to you by these members of the WTVB Sports Boosters Club. Branch County Abstract and Title, CNO Insurance Services, Case Realty Group, Cole Ford, El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, Ask Kaywood PC, Aylet Trailers and Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers, Integrity Apparel, Screen Printing and Embroidery, Jay Wright, Financial Advisor with Edward Jones, Jungle Pets, McDonald's of Branch County, Midwestern Realty Group, Nottawa Gas and Wild Bird Center, Surpro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties, and Union Pallet and Container Company. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater.